Blog Talk Radio.
Royal Rumble. So we've definitely got some second week of Royal Rumble fallout. East East uh, uh, East Coast Cash Chamber, uh, Elimination Chamber, uh, pay per view coming up, and 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 uh, some interesting things happening around that show and that main event number one contenders match that we can uh, talk about. Uh, but in the meantime, let me go ahead and give out uh, give out the pertinent information to the people. Uh, if you want to call in and talk to Cam and myself, uh, you got to hit us up on the Constellation lines. Uh, give us a call at 347-202-0103. Uh, once again, that's 347-202-0103. If you... Uh, if you can't call us for whatever reason, you can always shoot us an email anytime during the show. Or, I'm sorry, anytime during the week, anytime during the show. The mailbox is always open and constantly being refreshed. Uh, you can find us uh, on the email tip, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. And so far, it looks like we've only got one email, non VIP here. So, uh,. So get your emails in. You got questions, comments, you know, you got a rant in you. Uh this is the place to uh to get it off your chest. East Coast Audio Show at gmail dot com. Uh Twitter is another way to get at the show. You can find the show at East Coast Cast. Twitter dot com slash East Coast Cast. <laughs> Manny. He he he's really he's really one of the best. <laughs> The funny guy, the funny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's 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 and he's hit or miss on Instagram. Usually hit, but you know everybody can't. You know, bet when you bat like four fifty, that's that's that's. He's a volume story. shooter. You know, <laughs> when you're a volume shooter, uh, enough of them go in. Yeah, yeah. I remember how many games that I watched between '97 and '06. Uh, and Iverson would shoot, you know, nine for twenty-seven and have twenty-nine points. There's <laughs> some shit, you know. So, yes, and we all, you know, cheered and 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 clapped. Um, we've got some conversation uh, surrounding uh, the, uh, the poll this week's poll. What uh, at East Coast Cast? Uh, you can find my Twitter at Travlord. You can find Cam at Seahawk. And um, yeah, the one just the slanderous, slanderous, egregious one was later by Clint talking that good shit about Finn Balor. Like, yeah, it was weird. Like you can't talk, you can't be like, oh, I, I gotta, I go by the comic book universe. Well, then you should know full and well that you know there are, and then you, you and Jeff gave two very immediate. Uh, 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 um, counter arguments to that. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man was, was cool. ripped and throwing people all over the place and not vulnerable at all. So, anyway, let's, uh, we'll get into that. So, again, at East Coast Cast, at Travlord, at Seahawk, and the last bastion of a get added, you can find uh, the the uh, the show's page on Facebook, the Facebook fan page. Uh, find us at facebook.com slash pwtorch east coast cast and a uh, quick shout out to uh, Tom Craze 
or maybe it's Tom Crazy. But yeah, Tom Crazy with the like. Uh, so share the page uh, on your timeline and and uh, tag your wrestling pals in it. So appreciate you, Tom. Tom from oh doesn't say this page is super locked down. Okay. But yeah, anyway, appreciate it, Tom. Um, so yeah, Cam. Uh, poll results, headlines. Let's uh, let's get going. Okay, so yeah, we um we put up four polls. I think like we're gonna be like our man Manny. We're gonna do volume polls from now on. Um, mm-hmm. our first poll was uh, who do you want to be the final participant in the men's elimination chamber match? Because you found out there's gonna be a uh, a last chance. Uh, match uh, for the guys who have basically lost the qualifying matches to get a chance to get in. Um, 7% of the vote went to Apollo Crews, 8% Bray Wyatt, 9% Matt Hardy. Overwhelmingly, 76% went to Finn Balor. Um, so it's pretty clear who everybody wants is the final participant in that match. Um, I think we're going to spend some time um, hopefully talking about injuries. We seem to have a pretty... Uh, a pretty big dirge, a big dearth of, uh, of injuries out there. Um, Jason Jordan is rumored to be out for a year, um, at least, with a neck injury, similar to what we've seen like Kurt Angle go through, Daniel Bryan go through, an edge go through, where there's the uh, the numbness in the extremities. Um, so basically I said, you know, what did you think his trajectory was for 2018 prior to the injury? Um, 6% said the universal title picture. Uh, 9% said back to the lower card. Uh 39% said maintaining his upper mid-card status. 46% said the IC title picture. So they at least think he was going to hold or improve on his, on his situation. So, I mean, I don't know what that means they think of him, but good on him for at least kind of, you know, holding place. Um, yeah, I mean, either of those poll, two that got the overwhelming vote, the maintain or the IC title picture, that's really for, nice place to be either way. Exactly. Um, it's funny as we went along, the polls actually had less, uh, had less. Votes. Yes, I want to. I want or less to, uh, options, I should say. Um, oh, oh, you you went somewhere yeah, else. Yes, the Never. third poll was, you know, what's your way too early projection for Randy Orton's WrestleMania match? And this kind of came from a bunch of conversations I was having last night on Twitter when people started to kind of feel out. And we actually talked about this last week, me and you, as far as. Um, you know, what is Randy Orton going to do? Like, what match is he going to be in? Where would they stick him? Um, you know, 15% um, said they think he'd probably be in the Andre Battle Royal. 18% said other. And I don't think we got a whole lot of ideas on what he'd do. I think we did get, like, an interbrand match with Finn Balor. Um, 67% said U.S. title match. And, you know, something I started to think about, um, because most of the roster isn't going to have the universal title as, you know, something on their resume, just because it's only been around for so long, the U.S. title would make Randy Orton a, a Grand Slam champion in the, uh, you know, the simplest kind of sense of the term. Like, every title you've had an opportunity to compete for, you won, so that could be the last thing for him. Um, so it could be, you know, or maybe a Randy Orton-Bobby Roode thing or, you know, something to that effect. Um, and then the final one, which is something we've been talking about for a while, is, um, you know, it seems that you know, Oscar's going to face the Raw Women's Champion. At least that's how things are set up uh, for a WrestleMania match. So it was, you know, do you why? Think? Why is that the 
the assumption. What they laid out I, on when I read Raw, that, I thought, I thought I yeah, meant like what they laid out on Raw is that Nia Jax is going to have a match with Oscar at Elimination Chamber, and right. if Nia Jax wins, the title match becomes a three-way match. Right. So, Nia Jax not being a part of both rosters, um, Nia Jax is a Raw competitor. And yeah, not no, 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 no. I mean, we talked about this yeah. on Monday, and it's like, I don't, and I get the, the, the pushback, but I'm like, if Oscar picks Charlotte, the fact of the matter is Oscar's not going to lose to to <laughs> Nia Jax at the Elimination Chamber. Like, I mean, come on, like that's like a sure thing. So, uh, so I, given that, not even having to play the story out. Oh well, if she wins, and then Oscar picks Charlotte. Then they could still just make it a triple threat, even though Oscar's uh, Nia's not a part of that roster. Well, I don't even have to go that far because no chance in hell Nia Jax uh, wins that beats Oscar um, at the Elimination Chamber. They have a really good match. Oscar uh, Nia looks looks good and everything, but no, yeah. why? Like that just would make so little sense just to shoehorn her into some WrestleMania thing. Like no, that's just for TV. That's just to give matches some kind of, some stake that they could have at Elimination Chamber. Uh, so I think Oscar could still pick Charlotte, and I'm that's what I'm thinking. So it's just that assumption that that I literally thought I missed like <clears throat> a, a concrete storyline development beyond <clears throat> the match made between Oscar and Nia Jax. But I get why people. Would, would would say, well, you know, technically. So, yeah, I'm just going yeah. beyond the, the, the And we had a comment in there. Somebody's immediate uh, reaction was like, it's a swerve. And, and, I mean, it would make sense. I mean, that's for it to be that concrete without anything, you know, really dictating it, like that would make sense. Um, so I guess we'll have to see, um, you know, kind of what comes of it. So as far as the the the, the – Infrastructure or the kind of behind the scenes or whatever of the polls. So since we've been doing these kind of multiple option polls the last kind of like four six weeks or so, I've noticed that I mean just you know the top one is going to is gets like the overwhelming attention, and and I was going to make a suggestion which you beat me to this week by labeling one of four like oh so people that see that they should go. Oh, let me scroll down, and there's three more. And yeah, there's just still, um, even though I've, I personally, on my account on the East Coast Cast uh, Twitter, will retweet all four options or all whatever options uh, that you know I'm I'm one person, <laughs> you know, with a very limited you know uh, reach. So, um, and it's like. You know, um, I'm trying to get Wade or whoever to like give us a, give us that, give us the put the battery in our back with the retweet, and uh, you know sometimes that seems like a chore. So they'd be like, hey, could you get retweet all four of those? <laughs> you know, it's like all right, maybe I'll just. It's nice when it happens. Yeah, One thing do. I've noticed, um, it, it's starting to get to the point where we're doing better by ourselves. So it's just um, a lot of it's timing. A lot of it is, yeah. um, you know, having something interesting to say. Um, I'm, I'm yeah, starting that to have is. conversations that I'm not initiating with these verified wrestling accounts, for better or for worse. So, you know, um, it's, 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 a, it's a process. It's a climb. And we'll see uh, see where we get. 
Yeah, mo- all the polls, I think what I voted for won, except the, uh, I thought Jason Jordan would maintain his uh, upper mid-card uh, uh, status. Even though you could say, you know, like Miz as the IC champion, he's in the upper mid-card. Like, it's almost, you know, it depends on who's holding it, who's feuding for it. Uh, it those could be the same thing. Yeah. But, and I think, and I think the audience took uh, the voting audience kind of took that uh, same approach because they were so you know, thirty-nine and forty percent the two dominant mm-hmm. vote getters. So, but I think you so, could yeah, be so like headlines. What's the Elias? Uh, oh, go ahead. Not, I think you could be like Elias and be upper mid card solidly and flirt with the main event, but also not be competing for the title. So, yeah, I do think there's similar things. I would say that the IC title will step up from the tag titles because of who's carried it and how they've been presented. But, but yeah. Um, headlines. Um, Wait, you know, what's, what's like a facetious tweet yeah. from Kevin? Like, it's, like, uh... Well, I mean, it's it's wrestling. You know, <laughs> you like, that's... That comes with the territory. I can only, um... <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I wish you a good day, Kevin. I don't, I don't know. Um, headlines, I, you know... I think Elimination Chamber is kind of the big one. Um, I don't know if we go with Jason Jordan's injury. I don't know if we say SmackDown top ten. It's um, it's kind of the in between week, you know. Um, yeah. It's kind of. It's the, uh, it's the it's the not big story. So you're you're trying to fit as much stuff on that front page. So you got like three, you know, three kind of sub, you know, sub headlines. You know, nothing dominates, but you know, you try to get 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 something for everybody uh, on that on that front page to sell some <laughs> some babers. Um, but yeah, I mean, setting up for Elimination Chamber, they did a lot, I think, on Monday. Some questionable things, like having that triple threat match to determine who comes in the chamber number at number six, which callers and emailers on the on the uh, Wade Keller post show from Monday was. We're like, what? Why is that fair to the other three eventual winners that didn't? You know, like, yeah. why do they get a chance? So the, yeah, unless next week they had like, let those three guys have a triple threat match to come to see who comes in fifth. Like, okay, you can't no, come in. Everybody I mean, can't come in. What six, they should have done. Yeah, and they have time to fill. So it's weird. Um, the the first three who got in there by time or whatever should have had a match. And then the second three should have a match. Or, I mean, not the second three, but the two who qualified for these last two matches, not in the last chance match, they should have had a match. The winner of the triple threat and then the winner of the one-on-one match, those two should wrestle to determine the sixth entry. Um, Whoever wins the last chance should be the first entrant. Everybody else should be random. Or they could have waited until everybody, the the six were – the six contenders were were set, and then either on the go home show or the show before that have a six way, uh, no limits or whatever yeah, like they had the three way with the under, uh, no DQ. Yeah, I would take that away have from a big old the six last way. chance. Who, huh? Like I would take it away from the last chance qualifier. Like they would have to be the first person in the match. That just would be it. Because they who, who would? Oh oh oh! No, that's totally mm. yeah. 
Yeah, it'd be, they'd be the first person in. And then I'd have, like I said, those other two matches would determine the last person. Everybody else would be random. But, yeah. Well, first and second are kind of, <laughs> you know, it's really three, three, three four, five. Uh, yeah. Three, four, five, and six. Yeah. But, you, I mean, you still didn't win like the match. Like the Rumble. You know what I mean? Like It's like the Rumble. Nobody gives win. credit to the person that started second. Like, as, like, no, no, no. I basically started first just because I didn't you come only, out. Yeah. You only get first. credit if you started second if you like Rey Mysterio where you last sixty two minutes. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I think that's a that's that that's about uh headline stuff. Uh I, I did find a, a, a poll was it a poll? Wade Brand and it asked who would you if there if there was a tag match, a mixed tag match between Triple H and Stephanie and Rousey and a and a, a mystery male apart uh, opponent, who would you want it to be? And and it was like I think it was an email. And it, it was like, you know, Rock and Batista were like the two that like made the absolute most sense. Um and uh I forget the other one or two options they had, but do you, I think that's where they're going with that. I don't think necessarily they're going to throw uh, throw Ronda Rousey in the in the women's championship picture at WrestleMania, especially assuming Alexa is still the champion. I think she escapes the chamber with the title, and I don't want to see Rousey versus Alexa. You see Rousey versus somebody that that can work her ass off, right? To to make that match uh, quality. Um, do you have any early – because I think the four horsewomen thing, that's just – like for me, once Shannon Baszler went to NXT, that was like a signal that the four horsewomen thing wasn't going to happen at WrestleMania the way, you know, we thought it, it might happen. I mean, there's still time, but it doesn't seem like, you know, that's where they're, uh, that's where they're headed. Uh, so do you have an idea who you'd like to, who you'd like to see – Ride a team with to face Triple H and uh, and stuff. I mean, the um, you know, the jump off point is always Rock. Um, you always want right. to you know kind of revisit that. Um, you know, if not Rock, I don't really think that John Cena fills that role. Like, even though he's kind of shifting off into you know this mainstream, it's still kind of a situation where like he's not the guy who's cool with everybody outside of wrestling. And so they latch on to him as like, you know, Rock was that guy where, oh, you watch wrestling? Well, Stone Cold and Rock wrestle, so wrestling's not geeky. It's cool. Um, So it's not Cena. Um, I don't know. Like, I I don't know if there's anybody who's a full-time guy who you can really put in that position to where it's cool. Um, I don't know. Is that what you do with Randy Orton to kind of juice him again? Um, but is he a big enough guy? It's, I don't know. It's kind of rock or bust to me. I, I don't know. You don't, you don't think do Batista fit, would, would fill that role? Nicely? I do. I think Batista would fit that perfectly. That's a great, okay. <laughs> it's a great pull. Like, Cause he did say he back. wanted to do something with Triple H if he came back. <clears throat> so it's like, cool. you're not going to. And then they do have a relationship one. where Batista, if Batista beats up Triple H, it's like, we're still friends, but there's that competitive rivalry between the two of them. So that would work, I think. Yeah, and he's got the Hollywood and 
Mm-hmm. It's a stretch, but the MMA connection to Rousey too. Yeah, definitely. Does. Rock would he, just he, have he, the the movie, the, the Hollywood connection, and the and the fact that they are. Uh, and, he, and he goes to UFC. And he shows up. Yeah, and that they're um, legit friends, and they shot movies I mean, together. And if if yeah. if Goldberg's not doing anything, you know that's Goldberg would work. Um, not so much the MMA, even though he's a fan, but he has that intimidating presence. Um, and you know he can get in there and do if, enough. If it were stuff. someone. If it were someone like Cena, Orton, even Goldberg, like a a wrestler that doesn't have, you know, even though, like you said, Cena has the outside stuff, we you don't really think of him as having, you know, like Hollywood connect. Yeah, it would be on the impetus would be on Ronda Ronda to sell it in her promos. Like once it became clear, like that, you know, like she had to get a partner. She would have to cut a promo and explain why she's picking once John Cena, why she wants Randy Orton, why she's asking Goldberg to come back, or whatever. And it, and she would have to make it convincing, like you know what, John Cena is the best to ever do this. He has a whatever winning percentage over Triple H. I don't know if they would go that far, you know. And uh, whatever Orton, Randy knows Triple H in and out. He knows the mentality. Blah blah blah. He has a decent record against them, whatever. Go and then you'd have to she'd have to make not only a compelling like story, not like just kind of regular old story, compelling story out of it, but also bring a a bit of a sports like like she's doing some research and it's not just if it's Rock or Batista, I don't you don't need to explain. She'd be like, "Rock's coming back." Everybody, "Ah, Batista's going to be my partner." Everybody's like, "Oh, that's great." So, but if it's a more WWE guy, uh, yeah, I mean, that's like Orton. we talked about Orton, like that's something for Orton to do. You know, if Samoa Joe's healthy, that's something for Samoa Joe to do. Um, it, it really depends. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, even though he doesn't fit the, the physicality of it, like if Ronda's going to be this white meat baby face people cheer for, run Rey Mysterio out there. You know, like it's. Everybody's going to cheer. Um, there's, you know, he's not going to be in a full-time capacity, so that could be something. Um, so there's there's a few avenues to go. There's a few ways that they could play that. Huh. Yeah, yeah, think about Ray. That's, hmm. Yeah, to kind of come up for something with the reason Ray wants to, you know, fight Triple H. Mm-hmm. I think they'd have to come up with a reason why Stefan wants to fight Ronda or Ronda wants to fight Steph. There's there's still a story that needs to be told. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, remember that time in 2015? Like, yeah, well, okay. If it was 2016, sure. But, you know, it was three years ago. So, All right. Uh, as I said earlier, chat room is open. Looks like we've got a guest and torch in there so if you want to go give I guess I assume Wade or just torch a piece of your mind uh, go yell at him in the, in the chat room <laughs> but uh, let's uh, open things up to the phone to the phone lines again uh, the number to call Cam and I 347-202-0103 let's start things off 
regret this, but it's early enough in the show. I think we could we could rec- recover from the uh, from the uh, storm front of of, 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 of horny storm front. Yeah, I, I think so. You know what? I, I, <laughs> um, I used to give him uh, this uh, treatment back in the day. So, in 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 uh, shout out to uh, them possibly rebooting the old Martin show. Gina want to get them checks. Let, let's uh, bring uh, our good friend uh, Marty onto the show. He's never heard that song. He, he's heard it because of us. What up? <laughs> Marty, what's happening? Uh, you do realize Stormfront is a neo-Nazi website, right? I do realize what? That Stormfront is a neo-Nazi website. He knew what he was saying. Oh, oh, oh. I, I didn't. I, no, I wasn't making that joke. I, damn. Oh. And I, yes, I, I do, because I, 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 Oh man! Indeed. So what's happening, Mark? <laughs> what's on your mind? Uh, actually, I'm just about to go into a meeting, so I don't have much time. What but I wanted to be, be, no into a meeting, but uh, I briefly oh. wanted to mention it's weird. It's very, very weird to me that Alexa Bliss, who's been a heel this whole time, is starting to care about. You know, Mickey James and Neil rescuing her from uh, the beat down by a sense. Uh, by a sense don't fall for it, Marty. Like, what is up with that? Uh, don't fall huh? for it, Mark. I'm I'm thinking she needs. She is scared, and she's going to manipulate her way into a elimination chamber win. And befriending Mickey James in the in the weeks before is going to do that. She she needs an ally in that chamber, and this is oh don't she's not like being turning babyface or 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 tweener or anything like that. This is Alexa Bliss being a scumbag manipulator that that we all love her for. Watch. Mark. I think he's in the meeting. Oh yeah, we did lose Marnie. So um, <laughs> he went to the meeting. Just left us with that. No, I, I think I agree. I think it's manipulation. It's it's her um, kind of getting things in order, getting things on her side. Um, yeah, they've really kind of gone away from, you know, her, her domination of Bailey in the fall, like her being able to, like, really go in there and physically, um, you know, compete. It's been more behind the scenes, like her doing things to maintain that title, wondering why she's not getting a certain level of attention, even though she's put on some pretty good matches. So it's a bit of a departure, but, I mean, I appreciate – the the heel making sure that, you know, she has some type of, you know, champion's advantage or at least a psychological edge going into that environment. Like I I think that's good. That's what she's supposed to do. She she's good at that. Yeah, is it is it true what Kurt said that she hasn't defended since October? Like there's no way, right? 
Is that the Mickey James match? Because if it is, then, you know, if that's the Mickey James match, then then that would be the last one. Let's see. Alexa Bliss, title matches. Why would they bring attention to that? <laughs> Is my second question. I just yeah, say you haven't defended I mean, in a while. Let's see. Yeah, her last, uh, let's see. Her last title match was October the 30th against Mickey James. Oh my goodness! On on and Raw, what's crazy. I she hasn't wrestled a match. Um, like looking at her, uh, I don't know if this is just title matches. Looks like she wrestled on October the thirtieth, and then November the nineteenth, December the ninth, twenty sixth, January first, and the thirtieth. Um, so yeah, she's been uh, wrestling less. October the 30th was definitely the last title match because um, she wrestled Mickey James at TLC on the 22nd. Then they had the rematch uh, a little over a week later. Okay. I thought it might have been one of, you know, Kurt's uh, overstatements or something. Let's uh, let's talk to let's talk to Mike in Brooklyn. Uh, Mike, what's happening? What up? Hello, what's up, fella? Mike, how's it going? What's going on? What's going on with y'all, man? Ain't nothing, man. Same old same. Trying to stay out this damn rainy weather. It's rainy, rainy weather. Yeah, Mike, it was 80 degrees here Saturday, and it's gross. So, yeah, that that 80 was like a departure from everything. It's been gross ever since. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a rainy night. And by gross, he means like 46 degrees and, oh, no, yesterday was, it rained all day. But today it's just cold. Yeah. Well, first off, pop it off. Let me ask y'all, second weekend, well, um, what is his name? Drake Maverick? Sound like a, a, a Cinemax porno saw porn star name. <laughs> Drake. Starring Drake Maverick. Right. Right. He's, he, he's you know, you know it's a softcore joint because the men don't get any kind of recognition in, in the, the real smut. Oh, I know them. Because it's only the name. same ten guys in every goddamn movie. <laughs> See that's how that's how you know Mike watch watch is he on his on the seventy third installment of Big Black Butts. Well guys it is like um nah, I ain't gonna my girl come my girl told me no because the girl's ass is too big in that. I'm like, Well you got a big ass. She's like, Well not like this. <laughs> you guys, can't watch that shit. Um how old are Triple H's daughters? Huh? Um how old are Triple H's daughters? The oldest one got to be about 10, 11. Okay. Like nine and like four or some shit. Because everything is related to everything else, uh, Rockstar Spud is what? About five, six, 140, 150 pounds, right? Right. Probably. That sounds, yeah. Maybe a little. What other show do we cover that has a British guy who's like five, six, 150 pounds? 
last season of Flash, right? Right. And oh, guy, oh, what's his face? Yeah. Yeah. And what's he famous for? Malvoy, isn't he? Wasn't he a, on Harry Potter or some shit? Yeah, and his name was Draco Malfoy. I'm pretty sure wow. that's how he Drake Maverick. Wow. I ain't even think of that, but see, you wanted something there. No, I wouldn't put it past him because that's why Apollo Cruz is Apollo. Uh, mm-hmm. That's I why really he got the Cruz them, name. Yeah. Them both being British, them being of a similar build, I'm pretty sure that's where the name came from. It's just too close. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, Drake Maverick, Draco Malfoy, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's it. And the thing well, that Cam got the, uh, the way, wait, the way Cam put that together, it's like he got the map or the 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 the, the, the pin board with the, all the pictures of different people and time uh, timelines, and he got string going from one to the other. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he connects over here. <laughs> like, oh damn! Okay. It was weird. Was, it was it was over the weekend. I'm driving, um, listening to one of Wade's hotlines, and they they just keep saying names like Maverick. I'm like, that's just not out of nowhere. And then I was like, yeah, yeah. that's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what y'all think? Uh, well, I mean, I know it's probably too early to to assess, but what I'm asking is do y'all think that they're going, like, in the right direction so far, you know, with the 205 Live thing? With oh, back, you know. the direction? Can we talk about the, the big news with 205 Live? And what was yeah. that? Well, apparently Vince McMahon is no longer overseeing 205 Live, and Triple H has been overseeing it for the last few weeks. That's why people have been saying, hey, it seems like we've got like a, you know, Cruiserweight Classic kind of vibe going on here. And that's now I get Drake's line last night when he's like, hey, we we did it great once, we can do it again, or something like that. And, um, yeah, I think – I think uh, this is reason because I haven't watched 205 Live in uh, probably two months. Yeah. Even even when Enzo when he you know that shit happened that was that didn't get me to go oh let me see how they're going to handle this I was like if anything if anything happens I'll hear about it. And I've heard they right. had some if decent I'm, matches and I saw yeah I saw the if I must say for myself Itami uh, Itami and uh, uh, Roderick match last night Roderick Strong yeah, yeah. hard hitting stiff very. Very uh, New Japan no-ish as far as, like, you know, stiffness and, and, and shit like that in the match. Like, they was, like that was a good match last night. That was probably one of the best showings that Tommy had since he's, like, been on the fucking main roster. Since he got a call-up. Like, I, it was a lot of fire there. Only thing I'm, like, I, and, I, and I hate to fucking jump on the wagon and, and like, the fucking, the backstage, uh, Snapchat, they, they, they got to stop it. It's trash. They got to stop it's it. Trash. It's overkill already. It's overkill. Wait, what is it? Overkill with the what? The, the Snapchat video. videos Snapchat or whatever the IG. fuck that's trash. supposed to be, oh, man. I, I, I'm not mad at it. I went over, I went through this with Wade. I mean, uh, I mean, it's modern. It's modern. It's modern. Um, trash. And I, how and we I see the world, that. man. How many and times I get you, you on Facebook that. or Instagram and 800 people going live every three minutes? You got motherfuckers going there just Listen, to show niggas how to pick a, a, book, a, a, pick a book or right. I'm just glad right. they, we getting promos for matches now. 
if we yeah. got to get them from a selfie video, I don't give a fuck. We're getting promos. We're getting matches put into context. We're getting these guys are saying I'm going to win because or I'm going to win, because, you know, whatever. Just typical kind of, you know, promos. I don't care the format. If it was those those corny little cheesy inset promos that, you know, happen when you go in when when the guys walk into the ring, those are garbage. Oh, but they're t- shot on $10,000 cameras, and it's a good production. Like, still, it's a little stupid. Not, but whatever, I even like those because it's a promo. Yeah, 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 I'm I'm overstating my – but those are fine. They can be cheesy and corny. But the fact that it's a pro – I'm just happy to get the guy or girl talking about the match or her, how they feel about an upcoming match or an opponent or whatever. And if we got to get in a, in a cheesy backstage – like, Cena just – what was Cena doing – like, was he doing calisthenics or, like, like he's just was he doing, like, corny. dips? Or not dips, but, like, uh, uh, what is it that you do to get your glutes that the women do? Thrusts? Or, no, lunges. Like, was he doing lunges? Like, what the? <laughs> like, stand still, Cena. Like, why are you, like, a kid that didn't have his rhythm? Yeah, not good. He's yeah. a corny, but, but overall, corny I'm old dude. I'm fine. Yeah, I hate it. I mean, I'm all right with it, but it's like, I mean, some of those guys, they just look stupid doing it. Like, like come on, and man. That's the, and that's kind of the, the the consensus Wade and I came to. Like, you know, I, he's like, yeah, I get it. They're contemporary, and that is kind of how people see the world. And I was like, yeah, but they don't have to do it for everybody. Like, Braun Strowman probably shouldn't be cutting a uh, – uh, uh, a, a, a video on, of himself, you know, holding the camera in that in that con- in that format. It's it's not it becoming like, like a, I don't believe a monster that flips shit thing, over like, and all that. If that's something, you don't like, believe if what? Somebody, like if Nia Jax did it, it would make sense because that's how she carries herself online in character. You know, like mm-hmm. it just for some for people it's weird. Like weird when tall people do it. Um, and it, it, and you know another thing, like unless you're ex YouTube star, a lot of men don't do it super often, unless they're doing something funny or they're taking you like a day in the life. It's just like you don't. I'm about to go in the grocery store. Nobody does that, you know. Like walking into a building, I'll see you after I'm done doing what I'm doing. Like it just, I don't know. It's just not natural for me. It's this week. Yeah. Even progressive that the their box uh uh mascot <laughs> their new campaign it's obnoxious and it's and it's stupid and that's kind of the point where he's like hey day in the life of the box about to make some breakfast you know it's just stupid and it's like like uh, the bad part of of of, of global interaction um but I just my my greater point was it's because well was to wait point that it's just oh it's this trendy you know thing I was like it's not trendy it's life it's how everyone sees the world and each other but again I think y'all he and y'all made make some valid valid points life yeah and my thing um, secondly before I forget this one did y'all guys watch the close of Monday Night Raw was it just me or was Braun Hogan like um, pandering to the fucking fans? Mm-hmm. Because you know why? I mean, one more over folks? fucking huh? chill. Huh? Let, me, let me do my ear. Huh? I can't it's hear you. It's overkill with him. Out of here, 
is oh, and I and I fear that that will happen. Like every week, you're doing something Man, with this guy. If the cameras had gone off, because it was one of it was another one of those. Why are they still just showing? You know, and if that was just for the audience, the you know ten, twelve thousand people in the building, like oh okay, you know he's giving them a little something extra, being a little goofy. I I I still wouldn't do it, but I I I'd be way more fine with it. But to have him get on that second rope and and play to excuse me and play to them one more, huh, huh? Just let that happen naturally. They're going to chant one more time and just do it or don't do it. Yeah, but it, it was, was better it was, when he would be leaving, and then they would chant one more time, and without actually gesturing to them, he'd just go do it one more time. You just do it. Like, yeah, that mm-hmm. was better. Yeah. But see, my fear with Braun, people like him now. You're going to wear people out of him very quickly with these, you know, these these special feats, and they didn't do that shit when Kane first came on a weekly basis. Because when he did it, when he choke slammed two people, or when Mick, Mick Foley hit him with a big piece of steel and he sat up and meant something, when he set the guy on fucking fire and meant something. Yeah, exactly. It's like, to me, Braun is more of an attraction. He's not even a champion like type. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's more of that attraction type. You know, Andre Undertaker. Like, I, just, I just think you have to treat him like you treat an Andre the Giant. Um, you know, like like you treat a big show the last couple of years, like because I think once you once you put the title on Braun, it becomes in a different way. It becomes like having the title on Goldberg. You have right. to find a goofy way to get the title off of him. And like, I just think if you have Braun be a force forever, um, even if he gets title shots, but if you have him be a force. Um, he's just can always be effective in that role um, because he's going to have that same physique. Um, he's got years left where he's going to be athletic. It's just like I feel like putting the title on him kind of limits other things you can do with other people um, unless you come up with an intelligent way to get the title off of him eventually. But, you know, we'll see. Um, I just think it's weird to say a wrestler is too big to be champion, uh, but I always thought like, Whatever qualms I had about a guy like Randy Orton, he looks good with the title on him. It just right. fits him well. Um, you know, Batista's kind of at the edge of that, but they're just guys who look like champions, and Braun may have sized out of that. You know, um, we'll see. Yeah. To me, he fits more that, you know, more the, the Undertaker role in his prime. Because remember, mm-hmm. in his prime, you know, Taker had the title very sparringly. He didn't mm-hmm. start winning titles till about 10 years ago. At WrestleManias and all that, about ten, well, eleven years. Ago. I mean, he won his consistently, first title in, in, but in but like steadily. I know, I know what you're in saying. In ninety one, right? yeah, I mean, as like the that was yeah, that was a one off, and he lost it on like a Tuesday or something. Yeah, that that, <laughs> and I still got that on VHS. Believe that, believe it or not, Tuesday night and is Texas. that a part of the VHS uh, collection that dropped? If it is, I'll actually go. I was looking at these people like, why are they hyped to go watch some garbage ass wrestling from nineteen eighty eight? But people love that stuff. I get it. Um, but if that's on there, I, I don't think I've ever seen it. So I'd like to, or at least not in a long time. Yeah, but now it's a lot, you know with them Coliseum shits, there's a lot of rare shit that you you know you've rarely seen. Like 
for instance, one I rem- I didn't see, you know, none that they uploaded on the network, but just going off of memory, you know, going back to this place used to call dynamic video, like they had everything, the crocky shit. Like that's how that was like, you know, my first bill of, you know, getting to know, you know, NWA and things of that nature. You know what I mean? Because my cousins, they would come up from, you know, Bennettsville, South Carolina, and we would go, you know, stay by my dad. And we rolled to this place called Video Dynamic, and they had, like, every other thing. And then I remember we got a, I believe it was Starcade 86 or 87. That was my first, like, foray into um, NWA. And we also had got one of those Coliseum videos, and there was a match with um, Ricky Steamboat and Bret Hart. That was just I bet it was great. That sounds like, yeah, I'd like to see that. Yeah. I was just in, like in, in awe, like, because, you know, back then, you know, I was a Hogan, Mark. I was, I, I mean, the weight set, vitamins, the, the, the goofy hat, the jacket, the, 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 the fucking, uh, the, the two-inch, the two-foot, uh, Big Hogan, I used to take it every. Oh man, the one was the, like the the pillow one with the weird body. Nah, it was the uh, it was a big plastic one. Okay. But he came with like the uh, he came with the the uh, the belt, the old like eighty five WWF belt in the red with the yellow writing Hogamania T shirt. They had that, and they had a big Roddy Piper like that, and I'll never forget. Like I got it one birthday, and I used to take these fucking things everywhere. With me, but um, yeah, I mean, I ain't in. I mean, you know, were I would in like that to see demo, it. and in the in the right part of the country, <laughs> like right. We all northeast, right? We all were. We all was in all, but you know, once I, once we put that Crockett VHS in, that shit changed everything. And then once you know, I think that some late in that summer, that's when we started getting Crockett and UWF and and uh. Carlos Colon's promotion on the um you know the the UHF frequency on the same channel as Video Music Box, so like that's when I used to you know get a chance to see that. Or, you want something? Hold on, you want something? I already went. I'm an asshole because I already went to the store. Bye, Jenny. Big booty. <laughs> Mike, I, I know that wasn't supposed to be funny, but that was hilarious. Yeah. I'm an asshole, because I already went to the store, huh? Bye, Jenny. <laughs> amazing. <Right. laughs> so, yeah, um, to get back on course. And, I mean, like, I'm tired of the fucking Owen Styles. I mean, why they couldn't – to me, he deserved the spot. Why the fuck would they couldn't put Rusev in the main event at Fastlane? Although we know he's not going to win. Um, I, I I say don't don't you know you got a good thing in Rusev. There's no need to uh, there's no need to do that. That's not the trajectory he's on. He should be in the title picture in February. So or what you think you save him? You save him to make him like you know maybe like one of the top you know opponents after Mania. Yeah, for sure. Like he doesn't need to be be there now. He's not like you said. He's not gonna win. So he's what he's doing. Um, the matches on in the background now. Him and Bobby Roode 
this stuff's fine. Like, yeah. just let, just slowly, you know. And, what and, I and can't wait for is, I, I want Rusev to get over a, a huge, right? Like, if he got over already and this was like, your your number two baby face on the brand. Next year at this time, <laughs> when Aiden English stabs him in the back, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Shit, I already had and he's so it's all a like selfish. Calendar. I fucked with Aiden English, and I and I just want him to have that, uh, you know, have have that moment, have that breakout kind of. Yeah, so if Rue gets over, if they, or, or if Rusev gets over and they're over together as an act, as Rusev Day, and, you know, you know it's coming. Yeah, because I say Rusev pretty much it's Rusev Day. And, you know, Rusev's got yeah. the hot wife, <laughs> you know. I say this I'm Rusev Day shit. I got a, I got a hot second generation uh, wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Right? I think this should save Aiden English's job, if you ask me. Yeah. No, he's he definitely contributes to the character. Like, if he doesn't get a cut of, of Rusev Day profits, uh, he needs a new agent. Because, like, and they, Oh, Rusev Day is, arguably isn't is it over if he, if he didn't... Uh, absolutely if not. he's not so thinking about, you know, yeah. those opening... Yeah. And to me, the realest act in WWE is the Usos. Like the way they let them talk and everything, you can tell that is Jimmy and Jay. Like it seems like they just oh, get a bullet point and let them go out and and just talk. I mean, everybody else sounds so programmed and robotic and fucking cue card dummy speak. Like it's just ridiculous. And. It. Like if y'all know Daniel Bryan ain't gonna wrestle, why would the like what what is the payoff? What is the payoff of this whole feud? Wasting my time. What do you mean? I mean, <laughs> like, like I wait, wait, wait. Bryan, like Sammy and Kevin Owens be in good positions. It, it's a thing that just has to tread so much water to be effective. Um, or not even to be effective. That's tread so much water to get to its end point, and it's just like, oh, yeah. You don't think so? You don't. So you don't think they're set? They're setting up for that tag match at Mania. I mean, it seems. I mean, I see a glimmer of hope. I see a glimmer of hope. Yeah, by him. I think he's living vicariously, and you know all that kind of stuff. It's just setting up for his his comeback. I I thought that's what I was assuming. I mean, that would be hot. I would like to see that, just like, you know, the Randy Orton-Bobby um, Roode dynamic, like, as you seen it last night. And I'm just saying, we just talked about this last week, right or wrong, fella. Yeah. We just deciphered this last week. Yeah. To me, I think this now would be the time to start transitioning Roode, you know, back into a hit. Yeah. Yeah, I think an extended few with Rusev can do that. I don't think there's right. another over baby face that uh, that makes sense that he could. Uh... And we and that's the thing. Like, it's not like Bobby Roode needs to be a heel because he's not good as a face. It's that Bobby Roode needs to be a heel because he's good as a heel. 
Like, and that is so defective that. Like being the the grown man uh the grown man version of Randy Orton and Evolution, but not the uh steamroll everybody and uh I have the clout both in front of the camera and behind it, Triple H evolution. Like he's he's very good at that character in NXT. I'm the main eventer. Um, I'm successful. I make a lot of money. Like he's good at that. Without it being, it felt genuine, and they should let him do that, not just be, you know, a catchphrase. And I think you're exactly. right. Like just to have him and Rusev in the ring together for an extended period of time, and him just doing little things to one up Rusev that aren't quite legal. I think that will get him over. Um, and it'd be cool to see them again. Like I, I still think we're probably looking at Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, maybe at WrestleMania, but. Uh, yeah, he needs to be a heel because it's how he's best used, and they could use more heels, I think. Right. I think, you know, and especially if Shinsuke wins the, uh, you know, the title at Mania, I think they need a new top, you know, heel to feud him with until they're ready to probably go back to AJ and Shinsuke, you know, part two, because I don't see that just being a one-off match. I see it being like some sort of trilogy. Like they could do at Mania, SummerSlam, you know what I mean? Like at the big yeah. pay-per-views. Because you know they're going to tear the fucking house down. Yeah, no doubt. And I believe there's a lot of concerns, you know, which I was reading up, you know, on Meltzer's shit that is, you know, some concerns with the Roman um, Brock shit. So if you ask me, I think that goes third from the top. You put them on third from the top, put on whatever you want to do with Rousey and, uh, you know what I'm saying? And whoever her partner is, and I say AJ and Shinsuke close the show. Man. <laughs> I, if I, and, Mike, what we'll probably do is have a poll, um, you know, that week or the week before. But to me, man, I think Wade put it put it out there, and or Bruce put it out there about what it is. Like, I think that's your third-hour match, and it's a big deal, but – I don't see a way that you avoid uh, Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar or a Ronda Rousey being, not being in the main event. Like, I think you get a later match that's going to be like the, the ardent fan, the, the, the star rating match. I think you do that later in the show. I, I don't think there's any way it closes the show. Um, like, last year they closed with... Undertaker and Roman Reigns And Undertaker had Two bad wheels And uh, You know Two bad wheels and no motor <laughs> That's what they closed with And got through it So I just think you're going for the moment Hips and the negative to close the show. Right But this is what I'm saying This fucking guy closed the, 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 the deal Three years in a row And every fucking year He got booed out of the building Like when are they gonna fucking learn When are they gonna like, uh, it's like match-wise, you know, he's okay, but top guy-wise, no, it's not happening, Viotti. It's not happening. Take that stupid fucking tactical gear off and save it for when Ambrose come back and y'all could be whole again. Like, to me, he needs to, like, you've seen him dressed at the, 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 the Dr. King monument and the other shit. The steamo he he, he yeah, looked at Burberry sweater, uh, exactly, and shit. exactly. <laughs> he 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 heard this. He heard this fucking somebody put him on to this motherfucking podcast, 
and told him we was cutting his ass about his about his little jalopy jeans and his and his and his, and his Cortez Nike. Yeah, no, 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 no. If he had some Cortezes on, that would have been a step up. Don't, don't. I mean, I don't know if it's just, you know, uh, no. Cortezes is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to play a kangaroos. Wait, wait, wait. Who are we talking about? Roman, when he had his Jinko oh, jeans, yeah. you know, his oh, yeah, South, South Pole right. jeans and shit on. His Jinkos and his Wilson tennis sneakers. <laughs> uh, fucking cross trainers yeah. and shit. Right, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. Did y'all guys see the fucking task to be in the elite? No. Oh, my fucking God. Those shits are so hilarious. Like, I believe they're going to... I think that all-in shit is going to sell 10,000. I think they're going to fill up that, that arena that they do. And that shit Brian. right there, that shit is gonna kick the door open. On a, like, it wouldn't surprise me if Punk jump don't soon join him. Well, his like, fight is in June, and that shows in was, September. So, she was. Uh, I, I mean, unless they take a a local yokel Joe Schmo off the street and and put him in an MMA gear for Punk to beat him up, I don't see it happening. For him. He made big money off of the first fight. Probably make some decent money off of this fight. But I don't know. I mean, after this one, if I was him, I would give this shit up. You know what I'm saying? At almost 40 years old, because you're risking the chance of having CTE for the rest of your fucking life. Like, I would, you know, I would just leave it alone. I would leave it alone. Rich Trent is one of the being the elite videos. I'll say this. Even though I haven't seen everything, um, what I've seen from Cody, like I, I really like. like yeah, his, Cody. Uh, his Cody. reaction to what he did to to Omega and just how he was in the ring, like he's very good at playing that manic character. Uh, he just is very good at it. manic and entitled and reckless and. Yeah. yeah, there's a guy that just reinvented himself, leaving, and became a much bigger fucking star on his own than. You know, the brain trust, you know, and, and, and uh, fucking Titan Tower could even ever possibly write for this guy. You know what I'm saying? And the way they just threaded it with everybody all fucked up, like, damn, is this the end of the Bullet Club? You got uh, one of the young bucks, he's in a daze, his wife's talking to him. You got the other brother, he's so fucked up behind the shit that he don't even want to play with his children. You got Marty Scroll, he up there singing uh, Avril Lavigne, Complicated. You got um, Hangman, he's standing in the middle of the shower just crying. You got Flip Gordon, who's not even in the fucking Bullet Club. They told him no. He's all fucked up and traumatic. But like I said, Joe, the leeway that um, Gato and uh, the other guy gives, gives uh, the Bullet Club, it's just phenomenal. And it's like, why the fuck can't they do cool things with Ballot Club? I mean, they maybe could. they can. Like, it's so early. Like, I think they're, they're in a position where they can't. I don't know what they want to do with Finn Balor. Like, if Finn Balor is on a, on a collision course with The Miz, I think that 
you can't really start that until after the chamber. Um, I, I think right. you got to let that breathe a little. So, like, I, I think we're going to get more club stuff, but I, I think they have to work through this first. Um, I don't know, but, I mean, Mike, let me ask you, can you do cool club stuff if there's only three people in the club? Like, does it need to be bigger for it to have that effect? Um. I mean, for it to have that dynamic and appeal, I say you put, you know, you put AJ back with them and add a female to give it that, you know what I mean? You know, the female to give it that little sprinkle on top, and then you had AJ, you know, now you got another main, a clear-cut main eventer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's I, almost I, like, I, I'm good with the woman, but I think the, the, what, what makes the Balor Club work is if they go to SmackDown and feud with AJ. Yeah, I mean, there's a few with them. And they can also oh, put no, them yeah, back feud together them after the few. Finn chases yeah. the title. Or, yeah, yeah. Because um, for some reason. So, so, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I was just going to, I was just going to uh, tell Cam. So I guess we got our confirmation when I said it was that guy like being a cunt or not. Like, is he just, hmm. is he being like, oh yeah, no. He he responded and 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 made it pretty clear, like no, no, he was being a whole piece of shit. Yeah. So I, I like I don't you know nobody wants to fight, so I just decided to be nice. Cause you dropped you like, you dropped your location like a week ago and got no response, like fam. Yeah, like I'm, I'm here. I'm like, here. We can do it. So like I'm just I don't know if we get if we get anything crazy. I'm just be nice. Like, hey man, let's have we'll have a beer at, at WrestleMania. We'll talk it out. Um. But yeah, people are weird, and wrestling fans especially. And the more we do, so everybody, this, and the more people notice us, the weirder the conversations get. But you know, it's what it is. It's cool. More money, more problems. And yeah. I guess everybody is Uncle Booker T now. We got to talk about that. I'm oh. glad you brought that up, Mike. Please let's um, talk about that. I wanted to hey, know y'all. Is any of us really quick? Is it a work or a shoot? I think it's I think it's both. Think so. I think it's a work. You think they worked themselves into a shoot? Like it started off, and then somebody's like, "Look, this gotta be. This is too. This is stupid." I and think book is shooting. Okay, to has work anybody it. heard the audio? Because I haven't. Yeah, I heard the audio. I played it back three fucking times. <laughs> so apparently, so the, so does the audio give it new context? Like he was like clearly. So you don't think he was clearly. Being Booker T, wrestler promoter, you think he was yeah, being Booker, that point. Booker Huffman, fucking former yeah. fucking you know Seven Eleven burglar burglar or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but once he said that, line, he was being the second. He was being real. I mean, no, I think he, at first he was working, but once he said that line about, come on, man, you know it's WrestleMania season coming up, it's approaching fastly approaching. And when you mess with my green, that's when I get mean. When he said that, I said, he said, so I ain't going to do it in the the corporate building or in the airport or anywhere. But if I catch him on the street, I'm going to knock that pompadour, whatever, however he said his hairstyle. Rearrange his little pompadour hairdo. Yeah. (laughs) You know Book is known for putting his hands on people. If, if and when provoked. Yeah, that's the thing right. to me. Like, I, I don't know, like, Corey Graves. I mean, Corey Graves, 
is in a great spot to where he wanted to be a wrestler, you know, had injuries, so you feel for him, but turning into probably, like, he's probably a better commentator than he'll ever be a wrestler because he's a very good commentator, and it's hard to be a very good wrestler. Um, But, like, I don't know. I, I personally adjust the way I talk when I'm in a conversation with a convicted felon. Like, I don't brag about getting over on a convicted felon. Yeah. Like, as good a person as he may be, you have fell in your DNA. You have you have you some tendencies that I don't want to bring out. And I know at work institutionalism. I know about like, it. You gave Batista the smoke on the job and that puts you in a better position at the job. So like I, I don't want problems with you. Like I'm he said it. You know what the thing is? If if I was on commentary, I would genuinely have a problem checking Booker T on commentary. Like, it's funny when, you know, we get on shows and we talk about Booker T's, he ruins a show like this and he does that. Like, nobody's going to tell Booker T that because you know his history. You know his resume. Like, I, I don't know. If he got hands. And the boys put a hand. Has, it's okay, but I got to yeah. think that on Corey Gray's part, it's a work because I'm not getting pulled up on by a felon. Like, I, yeah. I'm not doing it. Not on purpose. But I heard an interview with Corey. I don't know how old it was. And it's like Corey bigged him up. He's like, Big was one of my biggest teachers, and I learned a lot from him. But it's sometimes he says stuff that, you know what I mean? That just don't, oh, no. you know he, what I mean? Nine times out of ten, Corey is absolutely, and Cole, they're absolutely yeah. correct when they're, uh, you know, getting yeah, on Booker. I'm saying, for, like, you know, I mean, like, but you shouldn't about, be mad at Corey. Like, it's not. That. That's what yeah. I'm saying. He like, don't have no say. Is that buck two fucking Kevin Dunn and that seventy year old man that's in the back and they're it? That's who exactly. took him off the air. Yeah. Like that's who took him off the air. Like they said to themselves, had a little me. This nigga's too damn ignorant. We gotta get him off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we gotta get we gotta him cool off. Him. And he said uh, it. They he said that's what he was told. But we gonna cool you down. We're going to put you back on, on the pre-shows, all the pre-shows and all that. we just going to cool you down for a minute. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But you could tell certain times in pay-per-views he would say something, they would cut to them, you know, like just standing in front of the shit and Corey would say something or Cole would say something snide, a little snide remark, and, you know, Book would catch himself like he was ready to slap the shit out of one of them on air. But like you, that just all goes back to what you said. You can't play too much with a fucking felon or somebody that's been institutionalized because yeah. they have they go right back into that mold. You know when you when you make them. And me being a former convicted felon, I know how that is. <laughs> Thank you. Like I appreciate your your input on the subject. Like you just don't. right. You just can't play with yeah, everybody, I'm, man. Like I mean, you, I'm you're really up. taking a risk playing well, with anybody. The whole but... time I've been talking to Mike any kind of way, I, I, I ain't know that, man. You, nah, you're I mean, notorious for that, though. You, you, you oh, loose. My bad, it. sir. You got yeah. I mean, trying one of the goals. It's not like that. And I've been civilized <laughs> for over 10 years. For over 10 years now. So, like, the, those days are far, far behind me. So, you know what I'm saying? Certain, certain, certain circumstances. 
led me to where I was. But that's neither here nor there. So I could take that from a Travis or a Cameron. But I can't, you know, can't take it from somebody that been in this business, you know, like fucking Corey Graves half the time book has, like even resumes. What has Corey done in this business that book, you know what I mean, hasn't done in this fucking business with his eyes closed? Well, as the as the as the the saying somebody said, you know, Corey Great Booker T has more shower time than Corey had ring time. So it's just exactly you know one of those things where it's just like, well, what well, I'm saying, if everything comes down to, well, I've been on this planet longer than you, or I've done this one thing longer than you, every time, then then you know it should be like merit based and like i said Corey usually was right when he came at booker's neck on booker's neck on yeah let's call the state of that booker yeah. sucks at commentary commentary is not his thing cuz it be right. times you know my motherfucking 7 year old laughs at the dumb shit that he says he says some ludicrous shit like it's mm-hmm. like book did you smoke a joint before you go on the air before you went on the air man what the fuck are you Tell talking me. about booker Huh? Don't blame that on the weed. Well, shit. In Booker's mind, it might be. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Booker? Booker took a fucking... Put some salvia under his tongue or something. I'm glad they shitty. stopped him from doing a grunt every time Brock or Braun Strowman would do something. From um, last summer, the, uh, the Mr. T. Every time Brock would do something, he would do the mean grunt. Uh, the, the club of lane. Uh. I'm glad they stopped him from doing that shit. Wow. Who was it? I forgot. Brock, I think it was like around the time of the, uh, what's that shit? Uh, uh, what, what, what was the pay-per-view, no homo, that looked at, the sign looked at like a dick that uh, um, <laughs> what? Brock, Brock, Brock and Joe Wait. fought on? Wait, uh, Great Balls of Fire. There you Wait, go. Mike, there you. Mike, slow down for a second. Really quick. Uh, so, our poll uh, to start the show was who should be the final participant in the men's elimination chamber match. Uh, get a get fucking Apollo oh, Crews a chance. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Somebody just replied, I deserve a shot. This would make headline news that not even the fake news, uh, that even the fake news, this would make headline news that even the fake news could not get an interview. Oh, come on. No, but who, he but who was it? Who was it? Mike, who do you think said that dumb shit? Mike, you'll never guess. That said that? It said that. Yep, I deserve a shot. This would make headline news that not even the hashtag fake news people, that fucking spelled, you know, he fucked his keys yeah. up. People, fake news people could not get an interview. Who, Miz? Who, who would say no, 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 no. Like I think that. ignorant wrestler, old head, Staten Island, Long Island, whatever the fuck. <laughs> old head wrestler from Staten Island. Oh, I don't know. He might be, but he might be from fucking. Yeah, where's, where's the dress? Um. <laughs> Where's that oh, shit. Mike is, I don't know where Mike is. Big Vito. Mike, why, why yeah. is Big Vito tweeting me? What's big going Vito. on? Big Vito. Big, big Vito, the Mamaluke, like, 
Yeah. Remember when he was on the live cast with Wade? Like, I need to be in that match against Triple H or Brock Lesnar. It was so so ridiculous. Like, who does this guy think he is? Skull Von Hess from from ECW? Yep, remember? Dress wearing, SmackDown. Dress wearing Mama Luke. (laughs) (laughs) That threw my day off, man. man. Cancel the show, man. I. I don't know what to say. I guarantee you, you can get 10 kids from that era and they still won't fucking know who Big Vito is. <laughs> Bless his heart, man. I don't, I don't know what's happening here. Like, is, like Big Vito's uh, a, a Trump supporter? Uh, uh, well, people are weird, man. Johnny the Bull is absolutely a weirdo. Like, we've established that a while back. But yeah. Big Vito is also apparently a weirdo. It's apparently. I thought, I thought Johnny the Bull was gonna make it. I'm, I'm never gonna. I'm gonna say that for the day I die. I thought he I was thought too. The Bull I thought was gonna make it. I thought like, Johnny the Bull. I thought Mark Jendrak. I yep. thought the other kid that died. What was his name? The one that looked that 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 looked like Goldberg. Uh, uh, Sean O'Hara. Yeah. I I thought oh, those yeah. dudes was going. I thought those dudes was gonna be around to this day. Yo. When they put when they started those, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Vignettes with Sean O'Hare. That's it. Man, I was like, take all of my money. And then he showed up with the spider gimmick and the awful music. Come on. And it was just like one of the biggest like it was it was the Brodus Clay before Brodus Clay. Like you just swore, oh, this guy's gonna come in and wreck shop. And then they came in and was like, like, nope. Different gimmick. And then, different. Heard, what? and then I heard he was a legit badass. I heard he used to go on the bars yeah, and fight the star fight. fight. Yeah. I heard he was legit because you know he had like a, I think it was a judo or, or one of those. Like he was one of those yeah. like hybrid wrestlers before that shit was cool to even be, you know what I mean, doing MMA as a wrestler. He was doing that shit back in. You know when they when they was uh you know the dying days of WCW, and I looked at uh that that hundred and like it was a documentary, a hundred and one reasons not to be a wrestler. That came out. I think Damn, you need a hundred one. Yeah, it was this shit was maybe from about I would say Trav two thousand and two ish three ish maybe. Could be 2004-ish at the latest. But I know he was on it. Uh, Dallas Page was on it. China was on it. Conan was on it. And I forgot who else. But, you know, they was, like, pretty much shooting, you know, on certain reasons why certain dudes didn't like, you know, them and this, that, and the third. You know, he was... You know, he talked about why he got fired from WWE. And I believe he was one of those cats that was in, um, he didn't say it on there, but I think somebody else said it on one of the RF video shoots that he was one of those guys and seen his peripheral and, you know, Cena got him, you know what I mean? Got him out of there. Got him lowball, as he has done. And he talks about he don't have a golden shovel. He did it to him. He did it to um, Alex Riley. He did it to a couple other people. I've heard 
even uh, our truth has given this guy um certain, you know what I mean? Certain shit, and he would take, steal it, take it, and use it, and flip it, and do it on his own. I, I mean, and, and Mike, I would never make an excuse for, for, uh, you know, doing that to somebody at the job. But I do remember our truth talking that big talk while he was in TNA about him being basically the authentic version of Cena. So, you know, he, yeah, they did this. They did an interview with Truth on like the, one of those first years of Impact when he was like one of the top guys, and they, and Mike Tanay was just giving them. Word they were doing word association, and and Mike today was like Vince McMahon. Truth was like asshole. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> and then you know, six years later, he's showing up on uh, you know, WWE TV. But Vince is for hey, you know that's one of Vince's guys. You know that's one of Vince's guys, like behind the scenes. Yeah. That's why he's fucking been employed and all this fucking forever. time. Yeah. And I didn't. I know. I mean, he had a Caucasian wife, at, uh, too. Hmm. Which, which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I heard he's one of Vince's guys. You know. Yeah. But I did. You know. Yeah. He's one of you know Vince's like buddies that like Vince likes to laugh at. You know. He thinks the world of him. He thinks he's a funny guy. Yo, he's been he's been in WWE since 2008. Yeah, like, like the first year. Uh, oh shit, Sammy Sammy popped off the turnbuckle DDT joint. Oh, uh, yeah, that first uh, year Dre and I was doing the East Coast Audio Show. He debuted. Um, it's Jack Swagger. There's a couple people that. Like, Debuted that year. That three years before, this is the thirteenth year in WWE. That's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm, like, see what like. I'm like, damn. I'm like, damn. Even fucking look at fucking gold dust. Gold dust. Like, would you think that they had come back on that hot ass angle with the shield, and that was over what five, six years ago? Because what? Dusty was still alive. Dusty's been gone now, what? Almost three years now? About three years? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I remember they was on fire with that, that, that little uh, feud they had with the shit when they took the, the titles from him. Mm-hmm. Yo, his wife's been like eight different people since they got married. She's what? She's looked like eight different people since they got married. Like, I'm looking at their oh, wedding she- pictures. I'm looking at them at WWE, him in the big suit. Got to switch it up. Fascinating. <laughs> so what y'all uh, think about quick, the... Uh, when the hell... When did, when, why I never noticed Omarosa had this kind of shape yeah, to she, her? God yeah. damn. You never noticed that, child? <laughs> I never... Yeah, she, she's pretty disgusting. Never, so I always never said yeah. she, She's kind of tough. Turn away. Let, yeah, very leggy and all that. You know that was uh, MCD's uh, fiance, a wife, God rest before he passed away, Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> Cam, look, she overrushed looking like a snack. I don't eat snacks. <laughs> uh, y'all ready for the next five days, fellas? 
for the next what? Next Friday. The next Friday. Next Friday. next Friday, Black Panther. Oh, so oh, oh yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, we ready, man. So let's talk about it real quick. Um, so if you listen to this and you're in the Austin area, next Thursday night at uh, at Barrel of Fun, which is going to be at um, right underneath the Alamo Draft House at Mueller um, at six o'clock. Travis and I um, are going to be, I guess, the guests of Hops and Heroes Comics. Um, Mike, we actually get to interview uh, Evan Narcisse, who's writing Black Panther right now. Who's writing Rise of the Black wow. Panther. Um, wow. so yeah, we're doing like a whole rollout event with them, a cosplay thing. So yeah, we are we are very excited, and not just for the movie. We're excited for the event and the exposure, man. We are, we're really hype about it. Dope, dope. Question, fellas. Now, why in the blue hell did they put black lightning on in the death slot? I thought it was going to be two. I thought it, you know, they was going to have that big I tell you what, block. I got to be real, Mike. It comes on that I, Friday. On Friday? On Friday. It comes on after Flash. They're moving it? Well, I seen it in the train station the um Friday at 8 or some shit. Oh, so they might be showing it twice right now. Maybe they don't have all the programming they need. But no, Mike, it is after Flash every Tuesday. It came on last night. Yeah. Oh, damn, I missed it. I got I got it. Good. Yeah, I no, wouldn't be good. happy about that either. Like, we because it does comparable numbers to business, it, it's, it's first good. few. I haven't checked episode like three and last night four, but it's uh, it's debut. Held like ninety percent of the Flash audience, and 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 was the second rate best rated show. It was like Flash and Black, Black Lightning were number one and two shows on CW that week. So how long? How long? How long before the crossover? Yeah, I think. If it keeps doing well, I think they'll. I think it'll be like Supergirl. I think they'll pull him for an event. Um, you know, for a conversation, like it would be interesting to see him in Arrow talk because Arrow's been active this whole time and he's dealt with real loss. Um, so to see how, you know, his city's falling apart. Um, to see how they interact would be cool. Um, I think I don't know what him and but he's in his own each other own uh, world. I he's in his own universe. Um, I don't yeah. know what what Barry would have to offer him as far as conversation right now. Uh, but him and Arrow, their situations being so similar, I think would be interesting. I think, um, you know, him and Wally would be would be interesting because you don't have, like, even though Diggle kind of serves that, you don't have older black hero people look up to in that universe just yet because they won. Yeah. You don't have older heroes. Um, and on top First of that, off, like, you need to tell cut that shit off his head. He probably will. Young man, I need you to have a respectful haircut. And they'll do it. Uh, but, you know, Mike, I, I think it'll probably be next season. They'll let him get through a season because it's like they're dealing with a lot. They can't yeah. pull him from that universe at, at any time soon. He has a lot going on and a lot to deal with. It's just, it's so good so far. Um, yeah. Like, it has I all think... my attention. And then, like, Jill Scott is killing it. Um, the guy playing whale is killing it. Like everybody's just so good. Um, yeah, yeah. I I really really enjoy it. I'm I'm mad that we kind of 
had friends who wanted to do it, so we can't do it, <laughs> kind of. But like, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to talk about that show. It's so good and fresh. Uh, but, no, I think it's a great, yeah. fantastic show. Yeah, hey, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd like that show just to give Chuck one more uh, <laughs> one more art assignment. Like, hey, Chuck, we need a, we need a Black Lightning uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, logo man. in the East, uh, South Congress uh, deal now. Oh, good. Oh, that'd be hot. That'd be hot for y'all. That'd be so hot. So, all right, Mike, we got to get the hell out of here. All right, fellas. All right, y'all have a good night, man. All right, man. Take good care. Good stuff, man. We talk to you. Mike from Brooklyn, everybody. Let's um, keep it moving. Um, the next T is due on in a few minutes. Let's uh, so read this non-VIP email we got from Gibran. Uh, he chimes in from Vegas. Uh, hey, fellas, two questions for y'all this week. Other than putting the women in the same matches as the men, how else can they get them over, or at least, or at least a much better reaction or pop with the crowd? I asked this because I was watching the Rumble and I noticed that there were a lot of women that got little to no reaction from the crowd as they came out. Even when Ronda came out at the end, she got a reaction, but it didn't seem as big as. It didn't seem to be as big a pop uh, that I thought she'd get. I, I feel like Oscar got a bigger pop than Ronda. I know Oscar's been on WWE TV longer than Ronda, but Ronda to me is a way bigger star globally than Oscar. Uh, I thought the crowd would have popped more for Ronda. Yeah, Ronda's a f- star outside of WWE to fight fans and to casual fight fans and people that might have seen her in, you know, Untouchable or Expendables, I guess, or whatever she's been in. Um, Oscar's a badass who, like you said, people see every week. Uh, you got to remember the Rumble was filled with, you know, at least a dozen women who folks haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And most of them got pretty good reaction. Obviously, Trish, Lita, Molly. Uh, but, like, you know, like Miss Jackie. Like, do people remember Miss Jackie? Uh, do people, I mean, can you, People remember, but don't really care about Kelly Kelly or even Michelle McCool. So it's it's hard to be like, hey, they didn't get a pop. It's like, well, you know, they didn't. They're not icons, and they're, you know, they're not legends in the business. They're just returning former divas. Uh, but like your Becky Lynch's um, and your your Sasha's and stuff. And, you know, yeah, Tamina didn't get a pop because she's Tamina. So I, I didn't. That wasn't my issue. I thought everybody got it. A, a fairly decent reaction on Sunday. Uh, I think the thing that got me, um, and it was a few years back, it was us talking in um, talking in the Facebook group. I didn't realize how many people who are hardcore, uh, you know, uh, newsletter and site reading, online discussing wrestling fans who don't watch sports. Um, I think you have to understand that. The Royal Rumble, even though it's a big event, is still a local crowd. Like, we went uh, last year, and then, like, you know, I saw a bunch of people I knew because it's in San Antonio, and nobody from outside of San Antonio was there, you know? Um, Right. If you're not doing a show in L.A. or New York, even if you're in Chicago or Philly, people aren't internet or, like, nationally traveling. I mean, maybe for the Rumble, if it's in, in... 
I just don't, you're still going to get a local crowd and, you know, it's going to be you know, 80% people from from and around Philadelphia and then 20% or whatever, like, people that came from the surround, like Willis, you know, Willis will go to a baby, you know, he's from D.C. And people will go from the surrounding, but you're not going to draw from, if it's in L.A., you're going to draw from, uh, you know, all over California, possibly, at least Southern California, possibly, you know, into, it's just a different, it's just a different, yeah. you know, vibe. WrestleMania crowds, people who have disposable money know about more things. Um, and typically, if you're going to WrestleMania, you're not going for the just four hours. You're going for a weekend. You're you're just more versed in things, so that crowd's going to be more familiar, um, and she'll get crazy attention at WrestleMania because everybody there, for the most part, is going to know who she is. Um, but yeah, I'm with Travis. I think I thought the women got a really good reaction. I think you know your NXT call-ups aren't going to get the biggest reaction because. The, the six yeah. call-ups they had from NXT, maybe with the – or the five call-ups, I'm sorry, maybe with the exception of Ruby Riot, weren't proven in the ring outside of WWE and, yeah. you know, weren't champions. Like, there's a Didn't reason – Didn't even get TV moves. time, extended TV time yeah. on NXT. Yeah, there's like a Ruby reason Ruby Riot got the biggest pop out of NXT because she's, she's the champion. Right. She's the fighting champion. Yep. The people who were there that weekend have seen her perform at the highest level in that company, but – yeah, I, I thought people got, you know, good people who should have got good reactions got good reaction. I felt. All right, Jabron continues his next question. Could y'all see Elias getting the IC belt at some point, either before Mania or even at Mania? To me, it seems like they're trying to set him up for a bigger push. I know he has, in fact, had a back and forth with. I know he's had a back and forth. Uh, with Cena the last few matches as well as there no as well, but is there no way but there's no way I could see Cena and Elias having a match at Mania. Um I do and I think Cena uh, Elias beat Cena at Mania. Uh PS do y'all think the Usos will get over like they are on SmackDown if they're on Raw with their gimmick as they are now? Oh, if you don't change their gimmick, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I think um Especially with, you know, the Jason Jordan situation, um, you know, if the Usos were to go to to Raw as the babyface counter to the bar and to the revival, like, they're going to be successful. Um, you know, I, I salivate over them in the bar and them in the revival. Like, those are just going to be great matches, um, just really good tag matches. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't think – they're where they are effective. Like, if the Usos were in NXT, and it's weird to describe it as a step back, the people there would go crazy. Um, being in that smaller environment, being able to talk like that, having that interaction, people would be nuts for it. Um, as long as they're allowed to be themselves, doesn't matter what room they're in, they're going to get over. Yeah, yeah. Those two guys, they're great. I mean, it, I, it, it's hard to think of a context you could put them in that they wouldn't that they wouldn't succeed in. Uh, and again, the caveat is allowing them to continue what they've been doing the last year and a half or so. Just you know, clearly they have a lot of 
a lot of control over the direction that those characters go in, or at least what they say and how they say it. Because uh, there's nobody in the WWE locker room or, or management that that could write for them and write in that voice. It's just it's just not possible. Like, strategically, almost. Um, all right. Oh damn. This is Wiz. She yo. <laughs> that wedding picture is like. If you, if truth wasn't in it, you'd be like, she married to a black dude, ain't she? <laughs> well, she she absolutely uh, has. I'm gonna talk to your manager haircut. <laughs> like no, no way around. Yeah, I'm mad at truth about that suit though, boy. I'm I'm, I'm hurt. Like he must have wrestled the in suit and not the do rag, not the stocking cap. No, that's I mean that's the only thing that's fitting. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you know what? You, yo, his shit is baggy <laughs> as fuck. Be like, you know what? This is my two thousand, my two thousands era Steve Harvey collection suit. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want the, all the buttons though. I went without the buttons. All right, let's. Uh, okay, so yeah, thanks, Jabron. I uh, appreciate that. Um, Mark from Ontario just sent in an email, but we'll save that for the VIP and jump back into some phone calls. And uh, let's talk to. Oh, I thought Chuck. Uh, Craig had his hand up, but now he doesn't. Uh, 337. Uh, who's this? Where are you from? Is that Brad? 337. Yep, that is correct. That's Brad. What up, Brad? Hey, Brad. How's hey, it going? Uh, before you guys get going, I'm actually um, I'm going to call in on my phone, so just be prepared for that. Okay, I see. Yeah, it's ended. All right. Oh, yeah, so what's going on, Brad? What's on your mind? Oh, nothing much. Uh, just, I guess, to piggyback, uh, Mike is so awesome, so you get all the good shit. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to uh, talk about, like, you know, so, like, with the Usos promo this week, um, it, it was it was really awesome. And this is my first time watching SmackDown, like, I guess, live uh, in a while. Because uh, I usually, like, either catch the – the hotline would wait because when gender won the title, like it, it just wasn't popping. So when AJ checked won, out, yeah. won it, <laughs> yeah. And so when AJ won it back, I checked in. I was checking in, and like pretty much the only thing interesting that happened happened on the show was the the Daniel Bryan Shane deal. But then it just started getting. I mean, I say, I mean, I say it's been dragged on too long because it has been, but like it just stopped being interesting. Like I, I felt like it was interesting in the beginning. And now they just, uh, they're truly making me want to see Daniel Bryan wrestle. Um, and, and, and it's just sad knowing that uh, the situation is in. But, you know, either way it goes, I'm, I, I'd be happy if he wrestled or didn't wrestle. I don't want to see nobody wrestle for him, like, unless it's a really, really, really good get. And I can't think of anybody outside or inside WWE that the fans would be like, you know what, we didn't give Daniel Bryan, we'll, we'll pray, but pray, you know pray, what, we'll pick him. Before I forget it, let me ask you. Um, am I on? Got can you. you hear me? I think you can. Yep. Okay, make sure you put me I in. Can. If Daniel Bryan can't wrestle, 
and Daniel Bryan says, there's nothing I can do about this, but I have a friend who can. And Johnny Gargano comes out at WrestleMania. <laughs> does, does that work for that would work for guy. Uh, all right, so that would work for Brad, you know? Right, uh, right, right. But think about the people And it would work for who, Travis and Cameron. <laughs> but yeah, right. that, wouldn't not, work, yeah. that, that wouldn't work for uh, – now, granted, actually, you know what? I take that back because uh, I think it would work for WrestleMania. Because when you think of the people who are going to be there, Brad's going to be one of them. So – I would pop crazy to see Gargano get the match. Didn't he get a match against Shane? Oh, man. Like, they would have to, it would be almost like Johnny Gargano is getting everything that Daniel Bryan was owed, you know? That that would be bad. And, and if I'm WWE, so, uh, I have faith, especially if, I'm, if, if Triple H is interested in making this call, I have faith that Johnny Gargano is going to, even if it's not initially, and the crowd's like, uh, the fact that you have the Brian endorsement, and then and then and then Gargano goes out there and and it's Johnny Gargano, and it, it's just a matter of time before shit. Just show him the damn Almas match on a loop. That's crying out loud. That's all they would have to do. Um, that, so that that works for Brian. The only person I was thinking of was out like 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 would be people who just you just unrealistically like it's just unrealistic to see would be obviously punk or like uh I can't even think of nobody else outside of the company who I think would be big. But like punk would be the only person I can think of and that's like a no. So so I'm just I'm I, I guess I I just feel like I feel like they and keeping it under wraps, and maybe Daniel's clear to wrestle, and they're just keeping it under wraps, or they think it's going to, they think he's going to be clear, so they're like, you know what? Let's work on this. Let's, let's take that chance and start and saying it, or, or if not outright saying it, positioning for, for yeah. everybody for that eventuality. Because yeah. that, that line from Shane really made me mad. I, I, I was mad mainly because, you know, like I, like I mentioned earlier, I want Daniel to wrestle. Which but I'm one? selfish. Like Daniel did. Vicarious? The living vicariously oh, through Sammy and him? Yeah, whenever he said, we all know that you want to wrestle more than anything. And I'm like, yeah, why would you say that out loud? Just to break my heart. Well, you but, know, you know, I'm, we know. I'm also selfish, you know. I'm, I'm a selfish fan for the most part. Like, That's your shirt. I want to see Daniel <laughs> I'm I'm one of the guys like who wants Taker to wrestle, even though I know it's not the right thing for Taker to do. But I'm biased. Like Taker's my favorite wrestler, but he shouldn't wrestle. Like no, absolutely not. You know, so that's why whenever uh during that time last year, whenever you were like uh going ham on Roman beating Taker, I was like, man, you're just breaking my heart, Trav. But you're right. I hate to say it, but you're right. (laughs) You need to put that boy out the pasture. Bro. I remember posting Bro. the old yeller. But what I was getting at with the whole deal with the uh, Usos, you know how, like, obviously the promo was scripted, but it didn't feel scripted by writers, if that makes any sense. It felt like they were like, you know what? This is what we want to say. How are we going to say it, Jay? How are we going to say it, Jimmy? Like, and it felt like they came up with it. It's sort of how, like, the New Day felt at one point. Like, you know, you know a lot of their stuff was rehearsed, but it felt like they were working on it. 
right now, I don't know. It, 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 they, they do feel stale, but I also feel like they're coasting as well. Like, they know they're over. They know they're where they're at. So they could kind of lean back a bit, you know. So uh, like that, that's how I feel on them. But, like, so that's one of the things I liked about the episode. So I don't know if they got with a writer or, or, and uh, the writer got to know them very well or if they actually did come up with all this by itself. But that that really – that I really enjoyed that. So uh, I wouldn't mind so, seeing uh, a half-hour documentary-style thing about the, you know, how about their last two years of their career. Like say, you know, it's corny and cheesy, and it's not even technically right <laughs> because it's not a, a, a face paint isn't a mask, but you know, unmasking the Usos, you know, like. You know, yeah, them turning, you know, them turning heel and being pretty vicious and then just their natural kind of stuff going and making them, uh, uh, well, you know, The thing that was weird really was, I mean, what was weird was whenever, like, <laughs> <laughs> which one's weird to me, Jake? Jake, right? Yeah. I think so. My girl is the only person I know who can tell them apart, like, by looking at them, like, I've never been able to. Like she, she was able to tell him oh. with the paint and without. But she also like so the other matter of fact. Speaking of Johnny Gargano you know, and Almas, so that match was the first time my girlfriend had seen either one of them uh, wrestle, and she oh. was rooting for Almas. Like watching that match, and and so the very character when she looked, she like she looked, she looked again, and she goes. Boy, I thought that dude was related to Roman. I was like, why do you, oh, I guess the little man, the little ponytail, the little bun thing he has. Like, like whenever Roman's uh, walking around, he has his hair and that little bun. So she looks <laughs> quite good. Boy, I thought that was Roman. Corner of Louisiana where ain't no brown people, so they all got to be the same. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I say that, Brad, like, I'm guilty too, though, because I, I was telling people, with no uh, with no knowledge of the situation that uh, AOP was a uh, part of the Anwar family, so don't don't let me be on nobody. But but she actually she, she finished the match and while she was rooting for Alma, uh, like she's a casual fan. She she likes Roman Dean and like <laughs> and, and Alexa. Like that's the three people she watches for. You know, whenever she does watch. I, I'm surprised she, if she's coming around to set, but when she started ro- watching, you know, Roman and Seth were at each other's throats. So, you know, that's, that, that just wasn't her, her guy. Mm. Speaking of devil, she just pulled back up. Boy, she's about to kill me. I lie. I lie. Let me make sure she don't kill me, though. Uh, but, uh, anywho, so, yeah, uh, so, like, she don't care for AJ. Basically, anybody who wrestled Roman during that time, she don't mess with. The only person she likes more than Roman <laughs> is Dean. That's the only person she likes more. That's is is Dean, and that's the only and and it's something about Dean to like she she can't put a finger on it. It's just something about him. So like the first like shirt she bought was a Dean Ambrose shirt. Uh, the the the, and then the second one she bought was a Nakamura. Yeah, that's who else she likes. She likes Nakamura, which is pretty awesome in itself. Oh, I thought you had to go in there. But yeah, so that's how. But that's the way that goes. But uh, I, I really enjoyed that Uso promo. Now, uh, the next thing I wanted to mention, which was something y'all, you brought up on uh, 
Monday. They brought him Monday. So the people who got uh, who it was, Roos, not Rusev, Lord, Braun, Cena, and Elias get the shot at the uh, who comes out last in the pod. I seen people asking like, why, why they got a shot at it? Like I was thinking like, well, why would the other people get a shot at it too? I almost feel like almost everybody in the match, with the exception of like Braun and Miz, like <laughs> they don't really deserve. They didn't deserve to be in the. Chamber from the beginning, they didn't have most of them have been losing matches recently. So, uh, Braun actually won a few matches, he did lose his match against Lesnar, but he's been winning matches recently. Elias won some matches recently, Miz won some matches recently. Uh, Roman lost a bunch of matches recently. Uh, who, who else is in it? I don't remember. I'm drawing a blank. Holy crap. I, it seems, Brad, everybody who's a single wrestler, uh, with the exception of, what, Rollins? I mean, Rollins and Jordan weren't single wrestlers. I think every male single wrestler outside of, uh, uh, I think they all got a, they all got a chance to be in the, in the match. Um, I'm trying to think of who's a single wrestler who didn't get a shot. I think they all got a shot. Man, I, just I, that. I didn't realize that it was that shallow on Raw. I guess I should have figured that, and this is no knock on Apollo, but when Apollo got a shot, I should have been like, I should have, that should have been like a red flag right there. Brad, Apollo got a shot in February. You got his what? I mean, Oh, nah. I truly wouldn't have even thought of that. I think you did a fine job showcasing not Apollo's one of those wrestlers that I feel like he, those matches that he has, he lost really minutes to really appreciate him. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, he gets to display his moves, and, like, more people are going to stay tuned because the Miz is on the screen. But, like, Apollo's a longer match wrestler to really appreciate. Like, he, that's why whenever they called him up, I was, like, the, I, I didn't, I forget that he's, like, kind of relatively short. But I actually thought, like, because of the way his body is built, even though he is a shorter guy, he would have got a little bit of uh, better treatment. Nah, if but, he was uh, six foot, if he was six inches taller, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that actually brings me to five ten and built yeah, like that. I think me and Apollo are the same height. He's just, you know, he probably would talk me. I was uh, ask, uh, one of my friends asked me the, uh, two days ago at work, what do, what do I think is like the, the the thing that really puts wrestlers like wrestlers that we think should be over, like what keeps holding back, and they use my boy Cesaro on me. And I say, man, I truly just think it's the win-loss record, like, the show doesn't say that it matters, but it does matter to the fans. So you can't have somebody who you think is really good lose all the time. It's the Dolph Ziggler effect. Like, yeah, we, like, Dolph was really good, but he would win that one match, and you'd be like, all right, they're going to turn it around, and then, nope, he loses six matches and six years in a row. Yep. So it's like, oh, well. That, well, he doesn't matter, so uh, on to the next. Like, whenever he, whenever Dolph won that Survivor Series match for that team and, like, the showcase that he pulled in, I was like, all right, now Dolph shouldn't lose a match 
for at least two months, maybe even three, because all the stuff they put him through in that match, I'm like, all right, so I'm sorry, no, and like while I'm against all the, like all the kickouts of finishes and stuff, he kicked out of so many, and he lasted for so long. I was like, all right, so Dolph should be bulletproof for like the next three months, and I think he lost like two weeks later. So. Yeah, they 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 do this they do that shit ass backwards. So I, I, I was I guess the question right there is, do y'all think it's like is it that simple? Is it really just the win loss record nowadays that uh, can keep a guy from getting to where you think he should be? You know, um, if I can jump on this one first. Yeah. You're not wrong for it in that wins and losses matter, but when you started to say that. You know who really jumped out to me? Elias jumped out. Like, Elias doesn't, at least to my knowledge, win or even finish all his matches. Like, there's a lot of DQ. There's a lot of hit guys with guitars and walking away. But I think the key thing is if, if either you win a bunch or you get a reaction infected. I think it's one of those things. Um, because I think... Elias could lose for like a month, but he's in that Jericho position where he gets his heat back right away because the crowd's into what he's doing. Um, with a guy like Cesaro, I think I've resigned myself to say, like, this is as good as it's ever going to get for Cesaro, and this is a good spot to be in, and it's probably, yeah. you know, wrestling, quote-unquote, half a match is probably great for his body. Um, and he's in a good position, but like, I don't think I think Cesaro could win every match he's in from now through December, and people not ask why he isn't any closer to a world title because I think all our energy and all our desire for him to be there three years ago has dried up. Like I randomly yeah, turned yeah, on yeah. Elimination Chamber from four years ago, and it was him and Sheamus opening the match. And it's like, what? This was four years ago where Cesaro and Sheamus were trying to kill each other in the Elimination Chamber in a title match? Oh, yeah, I think he, he could win, and through no fault of his, he could win every match for a year, and people would not be clamoring for a Cesaro title run because we accepted that that's not going to happen regardless of that. It's sad, sad that that's true. I guess I... Uh, uh, not that you, when you started talking, I guess I was like, well, I guess it could work the opposite way for certain people as well. But it, but like, it, it depends on the character because, like, initially when I became a Sami Zayn fan, it was because of him losing. Same reason, same thing with Johnny Gargano, like, like and Bailey. Like, but those type of characters, there's something about them. I, I, I personally just, I can't put my thing on why. <laughs> Like that, that, that trait, that, I mean, the character trait that made me be like, dang it, like, he lost, but I like him even more now. Mm-hmm. Or I like her even more now. So it works. But I guess those are the three examples I can think of uh, in, in recent memory. Um, it, it, whenever you go back, uh, when I first started watching WWF, my, the guy I, would, I was watching for first was X-Pac. And I guess because he was small and... and and, and this is like after he beat Razor, whenever I uh, discovered uh, discovered him, and I was like, hold up, he beat that good dude? 
Man, that's awesome. And I, I think I liked him instantly from that point on, you know. And then when he showed up on WCW, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was confused. His name was changed. He America. might have the... Stop rooting for the underdog. This is America. <laughs> it's emo, people, okay? You root for oh, a hey. Roman, root for John Cena. Uh, yeah, stop, stop all this, stop all this feel-good story crap, okay? We take things from people and we keep it pushing, okay? My apologies. No I, I didn't realize that's what we did. <laughs> no, but you know what I think I, though? When Johnny Gargano wins the uh, the U.S. title after his fifth ooh. try and finally gets it, the U.S. title is going to be important thing in the world for that moment. It's going to matter so much because he can portray that signature. It's not though. He loses, but he, he tries so hard and gets so close that that, that story is going to matter. So, like, we always talk about what is it going to take to elevate a secondary title. It's that. It's having somebody that you want to have that title so bad and achieve, you know, what they've been fighting for that that's going to matter. And, yeah, like, I... I don't know if this man is going to tell that story on the main roster, but man, Tony Gargano is just so perfect for that underdog thing. Um, probably in a way better than Bailey and Sami Zayn, even though they were good. So, yeah, right there so I guess with with bringing up Gargano, uh, would it? Uh, he's one of those wrestlers that I, I like so much. I, I it's one of those I don't want him in the two or five, but. I guess uh, what I'm going as why the 205 guys can't like like they they why not them be the only ones who can wrestle for the cruiserweight title but they can still wrestle other people like I felt like because when I watched the cruiserweight division back in the day that's how it was you just had to be 205 to yeah, get the cruiserweight title I I'd kind of rather the 205 live roster be dense enough and deep enough where they can wrestle and feud with each other and you don't have to put Cedric Alexander uh, you know versus even if he wins you know against uh, I'm just trying to think of you know low lower t- Zach Ryder I don't know he's on Smackdown but yeah, it, like I don't know and if, then, do you want to see him you know because the temptation is yes if he's going to, if they're going to have him win those matches but they're still going to have uh you know, well, I guess obviously the fear is him getting fed to like really big, and those guys get fed to the much bigger guys. I don't know, because uh, whenever I look at the guys like Finn and Adam Cole, while they're smaller guys, I've uh, uh, like they wrestle big, and Johnny wrestles big, even though he's a smaller guy. Uh, Daniel Bryan wrestled big, even though he was a smaller guy. Uh, like if, if that makes any sense, I feel like I'm. I feel like it should, but like they wrestle big, so even though the competition is bigger, like it still feels believable when they wrestle. Like with Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Bobby Fish at Takeover Wrestling AOP. Like I think the thing that I liked about that match was the fact that even though those guys were smaller, man, I was I was rooting for AOP that whole time. Uh. And uh, but everything they did just felt believable, and they chopped the big guy down. They and and it, I think it and I think it worked. So I, I don't know. I guess I guess because like I have my nostalgia feel for Rey Mysterio, and he, you know, whenever he really became a star, he was wrestling bigger guys for the most. Well, not that much bigger. Like he just wasn't fighting the heavyweights, but like 
Who did he win the title from? He won it in that triple threat match, right? Who's this? Uh, Ray Mysterio. I think it was Edge and Kurt Angle. Yeah, at, at WrestleMania against Angle and Randy yeah, Orton. So. <laughs> yeah, Angle oh, and Randy Orton. So, yeah, like, uh, and I'm thinking about, like, in a not, in like the most anticlimactic championship match, one of them, for sure. Goldberg's might have been the, the most, but that Ray win was, it's like eight minutes long. It was a triple threat match with two of the top guys in, of this generation, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, real yeah, quick, um, Brad, you're, you're a college football fan, right? A little. Oh, okay. I just maybe I just assumed since you know LSU. Yeah, um, yeah I was gonna say because of LSU. Well, side note, yeah. uh, Todd Graves, the uh, uh, owner CEO of uh, Raising Cane's, pretty yeah. much bought Southern's uh, university's band, which is pretty. Well, he paid them off with chicken strips. Nah, he donated a million dollars to the band. <laughs> to the band. So the bands, uh, I guess. Dude, uh, I'd sell out for some fucking Kane's chicken strips. Shit. It's fantastic. So, like, um, yeah, well, but, so no, I wanted to bring up this. Oh, my bad. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. No, no, finish your point. Oh, listen, well, he he uh he donated a million dollars to the to the to the band's uh fund and like we had this big conference over the last three days, you know, talking about all the new initiatives that we're gonna be doing. And uh they came out and they played and that shit was badass. Uh mm. boss killed it. So and I thought that was pretty baller that, you know, that Todd Graves donated a million dollars to this all black yeah, college. To the band, not to the yeah. university. Nope, nope. It's going to the band. Nope, to the Screw the chemistry it's department. Going to the band. <laughs> and it's in <laughs> basketball. Because typically it's like, you know, football gets that, basketball gets that. But that's awesome mm-hmm. to give that to the band. Um, so, yeah. so have you, but, Cam, have and either one of you, have you guys seen the footage of the the guy that the kid that committed to Florida and his and Alabama his fan out. mother yeah. left, stormed and off. He had an Alabama shirt and a Tennessee hat. So what? like he, yeah, he had. And so yeah, so he picked yeah, yeah. neither one that she was. <laughs> she came back, but that was funny. That was funny. She did. She came back, um, gave him a hug, but damn. Yeah, no, this is Hold like tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. So which one he picked? He, he picked Florida. Over Bama? Over Bama and yeah. Tennessee, well, yep. Well, he's a wide receiver. So, like. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that I makes sense. Get, you know, if you're not the one at Alabama, then you might not want to go play receiver at Alabama. Um, yeah, because they're going to win a freaking game next year, so. <laughs> yeah, you got to, you gotta like, as a wide receiver, you got to be willing. And, and just a wide receiver's attitude is not to sit behind guys. And wait your turn, like you know. But um, no, the National Signing Day is probably my favorite day of college sports because it's the last chance that the kids are in control or in total control. Well, as much control as they'll ever have. I, I like the yeah. making teams sweat and wait. I like that schools don't know what they're going. Like it's the last chance. It, it's not a total sided relationship. So yeah, I think and. and my that's a good point. Like the number three class um, in the nation. So that's pretty fun. Um, we'll see if that translates to actual good football this year. But, you know, good stuff. But that's, that, yeah, that's pretty fun. That's a good reason to uh, like, like that day. But 
uh, hopefully, uh, the, I guess the biggest thing, I guess I've been listening to JR talk too much. I just hope these kids got backup plans and all that jazz going into this because there's a lot of those guys that do dumb stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, who who just uh, – I feel like John is gonna be in the XFL, by the way. Yeah. I just need this XFL video game to drop for fifteen dollars. <laughs> um, fifteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> they not put. It's gonna be fifteen bucks, and they got putting out any physical copies. Yeah. <laughs> <They ain't putting laughs> no overhead. If anybody <laughs> on that game has a over an eighty-one rating. In anything, I'm calling bullshit. Eighty-one, <laughs> <laughs> you being crazy generous. You being nice? Yeah, I'm being generous. Yeah, you being nice. Shit. Anybody has an eighty-one, like your if your creator player can go above seventy-eight in any category, like you should be ashamed. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Hey, <laughs> so is it gonna be uh two uh two K XFL? Yeah, could you imagine, like, when you go to create your player and the starting age is 33? Like, you can't go younger than 33. Or if you, uh, like, if you go under 25, like, you have to put some type of debilitating situation, like family problems, uh, uh, but what you, my coach what you, what didn't you like doing? me, something. What you did like, two years, what you did, what you did two years before you, uh, you signed on, I worked at Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, any like at anything above a misdemeanor, they make you start back at the beginning of the creative player's thing. Dang! So you got to put an info about yourself. Could you like you know how on the old Madden where you had to like do the um like the skills challenge uh to get your stats up like you couldn't oh, just do yeah. your stats like they make you oh, run yeah. a forty mm-hmm. and do the bit. I like that shit. Like, but they have to make like certain buttons not work, like on Mario RPG. <laughs> like you can't. <laughs> you can't win. Like there's no winning. It's the XFL. You know, you can't be good. It's impossible. Hey, guys, mm. seriously, less than less than two percent of their total total workforce was good enough to eventually play in the NFL. Like it was like there wasn't. You couldn't field twenty two guys out of all those teams. Who could compete with an NFL team? I'm mad all over man. I didn't see the documentary. I, I need to go and uh, find it and watch and watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. When, when that came out? That came out last year. Oh, she was like the summer. Yeah, no, was it the summer? What was it the summer? Was it that long ago? I think it was in the fall. Um, but it was. It was I guess I'm thinking just showed you because I feel like that. I feel like there was a lot of time between that and that flare one, but it was but good. It shows you like watching these two rich white guys like basically like say they lost some money but keep it pushing. It was it was amazing. Like you don't realize how rich rich people are until you think about like the rise and fall of an entire business with hundreds of workers and they're just having dinner and they're like, We'll work on the next thing. It's all good. It's amazing. It's like, it was and it's freaking Thursday. Hey, yo, Trav, I want to say thank you for. <laughs> uh, while I'm not a fan of the selfie videos myself, I, I, I was happy whenever you uh, called Wade out on it. 
And uh, I was like, I'm waiting for somebody to call way out on Roman saying son. Because <laughs> uh, one time uh, Roman called, I forgot who it was. I think it was Jason Jordan. He said son to Jason Jordan. And he goes, son. You're not Jason Jordan's dad. <laughs> like, like, why are you saying that, Roman? I bust out laughing. But yeah, well look, I'm gonna let y'all guys go because I'm freezing out chest, so I'm gonna go back inside. Y'all have hey, a lovely man, night, guys. It. Hey, you take care of you and yours, man. Have a good one. To have you. No, yeah, that whole time I'm sitting here like fam. I was in the middle of something. Now I muted myself. Oh. <laughs> I'm sitting here talking, and then when he hangs up, and I'm like, okay, I was in the middle of that. Rude, and then nobody's yeah. responding to my indignation. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what's going on? Fred was like, well, okay, thanks, Trav. I, I guess. I was having a whole conversation. Right. responding. Mm-mm-mm. Son of a bitch. My bad, Brad. I was really about to get on Brad, too. Like, damn, he's talking over me and shit. Rude ass. <clears throat> um, oh, 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 before we go, and I and we'll get on, we'll talk to Brian. He's up next. Uh, but before um, before I forget, I, I just wanted to uh, um, play something real special real quick. You know, I was determined to fucking lead off with the Migos and forgot all about the Eagles. The Eagles, so yeah, that's my the Eagles. You talk about the Egos. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's talk to Brian out in uh, Phoenix. Twenty-six year pro wrestling. Towards subscriber and VIP guy. Well, do it Brian, what's happening? Brian, oh, really quick. Geez. Really quick. Brian, Brian, um, I just want to show, because Brian's been a subscriber forever, Brian's not the only yeah. person who's been around forever. And I'm going to show you how long we've been around. Travis, do you know okay. what album came out 15 years ago today? Uh, 03, what, Get Rich or Die Trying? Get Rich or Die Trying. 15 years ago today. But wait, I'm, I hit it? I'm right? That's what you were thinking about? You are correct. Oh, shit. I just thought uh, 03 was the hottest record in 03. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 15 years ago. I have, and I had Get What You're Not Trying on my original Xbox. It was the only album I had on there. Um, and used to just play it every day. It was amazing. There were no skips. That was such a great album. But yeah, it is... 15. It has its own public now. It's amazing. Damn. Never listened to it. Wow. Well, the singles, yeah. but, you know, never did yeah. the album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Brian, you're on. What's happening? Hey, Trav. Hey, Cam. I know it's pretty late in the show, so I'll uh, t- say a couple things, and um, I'll jump back off. Hey, um, speaking of anniversaries, so today, February the 7th, is my 27th year anniversary of being a Torch subscriber. God damn. Hey, congratulations, 
1991. Got the uh, well, that's the, the the cover date of the issue that I got in the mail. It was uh, February 7th of 1991. And how long bef- had you heard of the, you know, before that when you were like, oh, I have to sign up and, and check this out? Hey guys, I'll keep this re- I'll keep this part this story really brief. But I heard about the torch for maybe let's say 18 months, maybe not two years, but 18 months. And back in, of course, I was living in Detroit back then, and I had a job, so I could pay for the newsletter if I had it. But like the Detroit yeah. News newspaper, um, th- this guy used to have a, uh, had a, had an article every Friday that he talked about wrestling, you know. And every once in a while he would say, according to Wade Keller of the Pro Wrestling Torch, according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, blah 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 blah. blah, blah. And I'm I'm hearing this stuff. I'm like, who are these two guys? And of course, can I go on the internet yeah. and find them? No, I can't or anything like that. So finally, right. around February 1st, I guess you want to say of 1991, he he had an article and said, okay, these are the here's like four or five people. Here's their names, their addresses, their newsletter, and a little bit about them. So that day, I mean, like literally, like probably that Saturday, I put stamps in the mail to both Dave and to Wade. Hey, you know, sign me up. Here's some money, and. Um, that's when I started, and I told you this story before. I, again, I uh, subscribed to the Observer and the, and the Torch on the same day. When I was low on money in the 2000s-ish, you know, I had to pick one or the other, so I just ended up stopped subscribing to Dave and just stuck with Wade. So that's where all that comes from. Very, very nice, sir. Yeah, 27 um, goddamn years later, or 18 years later since then, but, yeah, wow. I can't... <laughs> I don't think I've done anything, besides, you know, obviously be alive, but, you know, for 27 years, three decades of, of doing, of, you know, being a part of one thing, it's crazy. Something else. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, uh, and That's a testament and to the- Wade, that he's, you know, you live to be able to put on your product or on your label since, you know, since 1882 or since 1967. But if you're like, you know, like maybe now, you know, it's a logo idea maybe for, for later this summer when we hit um, when the East Coast audio, as a you know, since we've been with the torch, it'll be 10 years in July, you know, wow. established 2008, you know, I guess. But you have to do something for like at least 10 years. And that's mm-hmm. the bare minimum <laughs> before you can go. You know, you can't start a, start a company in 2012 and then by 2017 you're like, since 2012. Like, mm, that ain't no history, fam. And that's and now and how the Undertaker started it held up to ten when he beat Flair, and that's where it started right there, right? So guys, I'll um, okay. talk about a couple things real quick. First, non wrestling yeah. topic, and again, speaking about anniversaries. So uh, I know what Cam, you're gonna like this part. Is that uh, so? It was May of 2008 when we heard those when we heard those words during the first Iron Man movie. I, um, Nick Fury saying, I want to talk about the Avengers Initiative. And you think, May of 2008, those few words that he said, and, you know, I'm a reformed comic book guy. I haven't really watched, uh, read comic books um, really strictly for years. But when I heard him say that, of course I'm in the theater and, you know, the rest of the theater are marking out to hear that, to come to where we're having Black Panther coming up, you know, in a couple weeks. It's just incredible yeah, in 10 years. It's amazing. It really is. Um yeah, I just I I'm looking at this time that it's taking machines I even got the house and I'm looking at these giant boxes of comics I have and I just remember all the times with all those shops and the trading cards and the posters and the cartoons and it's just an amazing time and like 
you know, after after all that, like you know, these these great movies, we have this amazing representation of like, you know, Trav and I get to get to rub elbows with authors and stuff coming up. It's 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 been a crazy ride, man, personally and just as a group of fans. Like I I'm excited to share you know, I'm excited to share Black Panther with people like me and people not like me. Um I'm excited to share Infinity War with people, man. That's just gonna Oh it's an amazing time to be alive, man. I just I'm one of those people who yeah. I know we're all gonna die one day, but I always ask for a bit more time when these movies come out. I'm like, you're gonna make it to that movie. <laughs> I, Eventually, I'm not going to make right. it to one of these movies, but for now, I want to make it to the Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's I, like... And I said, uh, go ahead, Brian. You I'm, got I'm it. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I, and, and Cam, I said that I said that a lot, too. And I was saying it the other day because you know, I, was, I was watching the Ant-Man and Wasp uh, trailer, and I said this way back, and before the first Avengers, um, you know, I always thought Ant-Man and Wasp was greater than uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow. I wanted Ant-Man and Wasp being the first movie, but... To have them, you know, coming up. Like, I'm saying to myself, too, praying, you know, please let me be alive to see this. Please let me be alive to see this. Go ahead, uh, Trap. You won't get any arguments from me about Ant-Man and Wasp being better than Barton and friggin' Natasha. Human-ass, regular-ass. people ass. who hate people. That's corny. Gymnastic, doing ass. Ooh, I can aim well. <laughs> Y'all are trash, by the way. That's my superpower. <laughs> I, 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 I never understand... How regular people hate regular people in common. Look, and I'm no look, like, damn it. And coming from me, I understand how that's such a contradiction. Because I actually read, um, well, Girl Hawkeye's book, but the first run has Clint in it, and I love it. I like him. I like her. Like Kate great. Bishop is great. Um, but it's when it's in the context, and I always go back to that iconic scene from Avengers One, where you know the hole, you know the the the, 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 the hole in the uh, sky, and the aliens are coming in, and they're all like back to back to back to back in the middle of the street in New York City, and it's like here she is with a nine millimeter, and here he is with a fucking bow and arrow surrounded by a god, a demigod, a fucking Hulk, and a guy in a billion dollar ridiculous, you know, spacesuit type blaster thing, and here they are like, mm, I got muscle and grit. So that's the but context I find it ridiculous. Oh, but did they die though? <sighs> no. Do they have two eyes? They're alive. <laughs> Brian, did you see Brian, did you see the uh the Deadpool trailer that came out today? Uh I will have to look it up now. And you know what, next week, because I know we're short on time. I want to talk about trailers next Don't week in my in my yeah. um um uh, okay, okay, um if anybody's gonna get like some time, it's a fucking twenty seven year, you know. You you pay for time. Guy. You're good. Yeah. Well, I always use my secret code and just call in and just dial into the show anyway. I can always just do that part, but I've yet to exercise that option. Um, but um, so, so Cam, speaking of trailers, I, I not you mentioned I will watch it like when we're done here. We're done here with the phone call. But I'm kind of not a trailer guy, and I uh, I'm, I tweeted this out last week. I finally saw Get Out and Get Out movie, and I saw it in theater because they re-released it last week for like uh, Oscar-nominated movies. For some reason, oh, cool. I didn't see it last year. 
Um, I'm not sure why. I didn't. I never saw it, but I just, um, but uh, anyway. I know why. And I was kind of. Me- you still haven't seen Thor. You still haven't seen Thor yet, have you? Or Spider Man? No, no, no. Me and Cam, we went to the theater to go see Get Out. They had one ticket left. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, wait, you what? There's two of us. <laughs> he went and went to see King Kong with his woman, and I went the fuck home. Uh-huh. Like, I ain't gonna see that shit by myself. I'm out. <laughs> no crap. Still ain't seen it. Need to see it. Um, one ticket. But I went back and All watched. Right. It. After I saw it, I went back and watched the trailer. Uh, for Get Out, and it's you know the trailer show show like all the all the show all the parts of the movie, and I'm sitting there okay if I would really pay attention to the trailer then saw the movie okay I saw this I saw that I saw that I saw that I saw that, and I was the least yeah, surprised I, in the theater. I well, I mean yeah, I yeah. Mean, but I would remember okay they're standing around doing this okay now that mm-hmm. oh he's looking at this and now that's that so that's why um I'm I'm not. I'll say superhero movies. Yeah, I watch trailers. Yeah, I watch the. Uh, I watch always in end credits. I'm gonna wait till the screen goes black and mm-hmm. lights come on before I ever leave the theater on, during a superhero movie. Yeah, but um, dramas you avoid it. But yeah, but dramas, things like that, I avoid now. Yeah. Um, okay. So, but I, I'll definitely watch Deadpool when um, we're done here. When I'm when we're done here. Hey guys, um, I only have one other topic. Actually, no, let's do two other topics yeah. since we're here. I don't hate to um, rep another podcast, but I listen to. Um, Steve Austin's podcast with Y2J, uh, with Chris Jericho, and it was really good. I mean, they were laughing. You know, they said they haven't been together in a couple years. So, I mean, they talked about music, and I'm not a music guy necessarily, but talk about you know some music stuff, and they got into wrestling. I thought it was a really good uh, podcast. And uh, I know I think Austin's doing Jericho's show. Speaking of um, Jericho, and then also I saw Jr. He's off the air right now, so I wonder what's going on with Podcast One. Where you know Jericho probably got a better deal. Probably he got a better deal going to Westwood One. And Jr. Mm-hmm. has been kind of coy about why he left Podcast One, but it didn't sound like it was like friendly kumbaya. The reason why he left. Yeah, and then we changed the format. I didn't. I didn't want to ask him on air, <clears throat> but I'm like, why are we doing it like this? Are we taking calls mm-hmm. now? Only doing the podcast one show on Thursdays and Fridays, so I'm wondering if 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 any of that is connected. Well, and and it's like you know, podcast I guess one. It's, I mean, how many times do you see a company or a brand get they wrap up, and then in, as soon as they can mm-hmm. uh, uh, cash out or cash in on the, the little bit of equity they built by either changing the formula so they can stretch the thing out and, you know, your whatever, your candy, your cakes aren't as rich or juice isn't as, as whatever, you know, whatever the, the product mm-hmm. is. Uh, I wonder if it's like that. Like, oh, no, we're going to lure all these top, top, you know, content creators to Podcast One, and then mm-hmm. once we build up our name as Podcast One, people know where the destination to go to for, for lots of podcasts and stuff. Well, then we'll you know, undercut them or mm-hmm. under lowball them and offer them terrible deals and go, well, you this is our platform and stuff. And and then guys like Jericho and JR who have options are like, nah, we're out of here. And then you get a guy like Wade who's industrious enough to go, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll take the two days and you ain't working me five fucking days a week with this bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I'm, this is all speculation. I'm, I'm just wondering. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Well, um, I, uh, Austin said, well, remember he had two, well, he had two distinct, like, lines. He had, like, the family friendly and he had the unleashed. And now it's just yep. one. Yeah, now it's just one, one, one big one. Um, but, and is it and the unedited other Wade, or, or uncensored, I should say? Or is it all well, family I mean, friendly? I think that, I think, it's hard to say, Trav, because or I want to say. Or is he trying to, like, meet the middle or he just doesn't go over the top with the 
Curtis that's what he was saying, but I think a couple times they beeped Jericho. I think he said something. It was kind of hard for me to – because it wasn't like an audible beep. It was kind of like a little – like a jump, like a hesitant jump cut. And I think Jericho said like maybe, you know, a couple things. Um, sure. But I'm sure the way how like that – their sports and recreation want uh, that lane of podcasts when they're ranked by downloads because Wade is like near, way near the bottom. You have to scroll down to find Wade's uh, – or the uh, Well, yeah. Wade I mean, when you're going up podcast. against like – Austin. I mean, that's some serious brand names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I mean, he's underneath. Um, he's Russo. like, fuck, man, I was the man on Blog Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Holding that whole whole thing down. And now, yeah, just getting out you know, that happens. Um, So, last thing I have, and we'll go uh, stick with wrestling. So, I didn't get a chance to watch 205 yet, 205 live yet. And I planned on I plan on watching it, um, but from my understanding is that um, Roderick Strong beat Hideo Tommy, uh-huh. so uh, Hideo's out. So if Trav and Cam, if you want to talk about you know what's next for Hideo, because I mentioned this on maybe on another podcast that you know uh, Tommy came at the same time as Owens and as Finn, and you see what those two have done, you know. And of course you have you know two sh- two injuries, and one you know shoulder injury can you know it's going to slow down anybody. But do you think if they all three start at the same time and where Hideo is now versus where the other two are? So my question is, I thought it was you know, maybe a, a rebound, him going to 205 live. And not to say he's dead or anything because, you know, anything can happen. Whoever wins this tournament, you know, he could jump that person and you put another spark plug on him. But what would you do with Hideo? Tommy, would you, like, maybe cut bait now? And I never watched him, as I say, this two cam and trap. I never watched him in well, whatever he did. I'm not sure if it was New Japan or what he did in uh, Japan. Um, so I'm not, you know, but I just only heard about him, so I never watched him at all as Kenta. So if you gentlemen want to talk about that, I'll hang on and listen, and uh, have a real good night. Thanks for having me on, as always. I appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, Brian. Um, I wouldn't cut 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 a Tommy. I mean, if he wants to keep wrestling, I'd re-sign him. Like, say, if his contract was up in the summer or something, I'd re-sign him. Obviously, he's not going to get a – and I'm sure he would know he's not going to get any kind of, like, giant deal or anything until he yeah. – does something more than break people's orbital bones and, you know, get hurt every four months. Um, but if he wants to wrestle, oh, absolutely. I keep him around. I, I keep him in the NXT 205 uh, uh, atmosphere, universe. But other than that, he is not a guy, unless he's got behavioral problems or people don't like him in the locker room, he's not a guy I'm, I'm going out of my way to get rid of. Yeah, I think I'd have. But him. if he, if I'm a Tommy, do I go? Do I look at the scene in Japan and maybe think about going back over there? I mean, there's a story there because yeah. the Japanese, you know, New Japan would know how to book Kenta, who left to go to America for greener pastures and failed. Now he's coming back with his, eh, maybe with his tail tucked between his legs or to prove whatever. Mm-hmm. I would trust New Japan, even as a non-fan of New Japan, or somebody, not a non-fan, but somebody that doesn't watch them, certainly with no any kind of regularity. I I trust that they would be able to tell, and their fans would accept that story. Because he's freaking Kenta, and they'd be like, wow, our returning hero is back. But it hasn't been too much time. It's been three years. Has the scene changed too, so much since he's been gone? A lot of Amer- more Americans getting featured in, in New Japan and stuff, so... Again, I think there is definitely a story to tell, and it depends. And it's just a matter of 
does he want to stay here or does he want to uh, go back to Japan? And I'm still but a very good WWE, fan. I, I, um, I keep him around. I'd probably have him on SmackDown and not on 205 Live. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, you know, we, we need we need singles matches. We need to put that guy up there. Sure. Um, one thing I didn't say that I meant to say earlier, and this isn't directly related to a Tommy, but if Triple H is legit in charge of 205 Live, then I believe that, one, um, WrestleMania means the coronation of Cedric Alexander as the guy in that division. And number two, mm-hmm. it's Cedric Alexander's very best shot ever in his life to be a superstar. Like it's, because I think Triple H has that affinity for him. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's where it's going. But um, like I really think that you had Hideo Itami and Roderick Strong put in that good match. Unless he does something to get Roderick Strong out of the tournament, and then they start a feud. I mean, that would be good. But yeah, I wouldn't. I would not have him on Two or Five Live. I'd have him um, on SmackDown because, I mean, the American audience isn't super familiar with him outside of NXT. I don't think they watched, even though he was a big star in Japan, like you said, time's passed. It's been three years. Um, I'd have him on SmackDown to create fresh matchups for the guys that I have over there, for your Corbins and your Roods, and especially like a guy like Ziggler can definitely benefit. Um, if his ceiling is putting on good, exciting matches, he can benefit from a guy like a Tommy being there. Um, you know, AJ is still going to need people to wrestle. Um, through the summer if he's not champion. Um, so I'd have him up there. You have something built in with being top stars in Japan with him and uh, and Shinsuke that comes to that. So, yeah, I'd, I'd have him over there. Um, I, think that's, I think SmackDown is where he should be, but I, I also would not cut bait with him. No. Yeah. Do you have any idea where on the WWE Network the uh, – the, um... Stuff, stuff they just came out with, the, the, no. the Titan Classic or uh, whatever the Coliseum. Yeah, the Coliseum Home Video. I do not. Because on the under Vault, you know how to get to it. Uh, collections and then Vault. There's um, yeah, there's Home Video Classics. Is it because they can't call? They don't want to call it Coliseum because you know they'd have to pay whoever owns Coliseum now. No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the title is. Damn. Maybe uh, uh, Kylan's on the line. I think maybe he can tell me. Um, Kylan, uh, real quick, what's uh, what's on your mind, bud? What's uh, wait, here we go. What up? The col- the Coliseum videos are labeled as home video classics. There you go. Okay. They're, yeah, I mean it looked like this has to be it, but yeah, okay. There's 38 of them, by the way. Jesus. Here, here, are my, here are my two questions, just in case yeah. we run out of time. With Triple H assuming control of 205 Live as of January 17th, with Vince taking two extra weeks to wrap up his story, his angles before 
giving Triple H control? Do you think Vince will now give Triple H control of another program, like, say, SmackDown, since that's been receiving complaints lately, to further allow him to focus on the, the new XFL in 2020. And my second question, will Jason Jordan return as a babyface or heel whenever he comes back? Yeah, those are a couple good questions. I think the Jason Jordan one is just too, you know, just too too early to, to tell. Who knows well, where we're going to be, be heading point. into mm-hmm. WrestleMania 35 next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't want to hazard a guess. Um, as far as um, – what was the first yeah, thing I had to say about dog. They've been killing Road Dog for yeah. SmackDown. He and needs to be replaced, but I don't think it. I don't think tri- Triple H is going to get control of SmackDown. No, 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 no. That's typically not how. If you look at the relationship between Vince McMahon and Triple H, things have been very, very deliberate and relatively steady moving. So if he just got control over 205 Live, I don't see him getting control, complete creative autonomy over SmackDown Live for another year at the earliest. Yeah. And that's if 205 Live performs well. <laughs> yeah. And that is if 205 uh, does well, absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but, yeah, to just give him SmackDown. Which I don't have, I have, um, have total faith in. Like, I, I, I think Biden, this time next year, 205 Live should be doing significantly better uh, numbers and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and at least, and I mean, even if the numbers aren't shooting up, the reviews are going to be different. Like, how people feel about it, we're going to have less talk mm-hmm. about people scrapping it. They're going to say, you know, at worst, this is good, more people should be watching, not please watch to keep this thing going. Yeah, but yeah, um, no, I I think SmackDown, the, the initial thing with SmackDown is going to be, wow, uh, Road Dog, and again, this is just me saying, but Road Dog is messing this up. I need to put more attention on this first, and then when we get closer to, you know, XFL, then I think you're going to see maybe a Triple H or somebody else get get the reins to the show, but not until then. Yeah, if you just, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really interested now to see, like, because it all started with, oh, word came out that Triple H has been sh- literally shadowing Vince McMahon in, in every aspect. He's in every meeting, creative and business. He's, you know, and then the next step a year after that was, oh, he's got scouting. He's got the scouting reins now. Triple H is going all over. He's putting his team together, you know, and it was just slow and deliberate and step by step by step. Next thing you know, eight years have passed, and Triple H has the, one of the hottest, in control of one of the hottest brands in, in pro wrestling. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and if he can have you know a modicum of of that success with 205 Live, you know I think his his, his stock just keeps continues to go up. And it says something that Vince isn't in any kind of you know it doesn't seem like Vince isn't uh, intimidated because obviously he hears about how great NXT is and people. So it's not like he's trying to cut Triple H's nuts off like. Oh, well, I'll show you because <laughs> that, that number one, that would be just ridiculous and stupid and counterproductive. <laughs> and 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 two, it's mm-hmm. bad for business. Yeah, all that. It's probably the same. Um, yeah. So, all right, let's uh, go to uh, probably our last caller of the evening here. Uh, let's talk to Darrell Down in Georgia uh, Darrell, what's going on? Hold on? How y'all doing tonight? What's up, man? Doing well, sir Doing alright Not much here, not much here Two more days before the Before the boys Date of birth So <laughs> Oh Very well Well, happy early birthday Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Congratulations you on your eagerness winning you also. No. Right? No. No, they going to be 46. <laughs> 33, man. Just 33. Okay. Yo, some young boy called me Pop Pop the other day and uh, yesterday. and Which is hilarious. It, t- it took everything. Somebody called you a like... term that a baby... A baby calls their father. Calls his granddad. Yep. Or yeah, it's more of a granddad thing to me. Yeah. But I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I went on this fucking his bio like, oh, he's born in like '97, so of course. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I guess. First of all, for using baby lingo, he should you should told him to pull up. Yeah. He was. Uh, yeah, like my location on over. I'm telling them, location, let's do it. Like, pull up for using that baby talk. and uh, Get out of here for using that baby talk also. Pop, pop. <laughs> you should be ashamed. Oh, no, 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 no. So it started. <laughs> look, look. He posted, you know, the meme that's going around or the, I guess it's a meme, but it's the phrase like, oh, imagine this is happening, then boom, this other thing is happening. Yeah. It was like, imagine you yeah. play fighting with your girl and then boom, your dick is accidentally in her mouth, and I was like, "That sounds no. like this. That sounds like the the whack story you tell the judge during your rape trial." <laughs> and that's how the whole thing started. It's like, oh, you you the only one thinking about rape, you know? It's your rapist mindset. I was like, "Fam, you literally put your rape fantasy on public uh public consumption, and I'm the weirdo." <laughs> so, and somehow they should have known that weirdo would say. It yeah, looked like he got daddy issues too. Talking about pop pop, you you still think you're a baby, son? <laughs> Get out of here! Uh, you'd have had to catch these. You'd have had to catch these jokes that day, boy. You no had punk. to catch these jokes. I did. I called him a fifty gray, fifty shades of gray ass motherfucker. <laughs> and then that's wow. when he unleashed the uh, <laughs> his tirade. What he called you? Jokes. Called you old. Yeah. Well, he also said I had a. Uh, he he looked at my profile pic and my my archaeology hat. And he kept calling it a cowboy hat. 
broke back mountain. He went to some tired hack hack jokes. It, it was awesome. With children, dude. It was, it was child. Hey, if you know he yeah, had once he started cussing, once he started cussing it, and, and not every word is a cuss word. Oh, now you have nothing to say. You mad now? Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My camera, on you bad. Now I have to hit you with the plies. I have to hit you with the plies then. Oh, you mad, huh? You mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, Jarrell, what's, what's on your mind? What you, what you got? Oh, man. Um, two, I, I told y'all a few weeks ago, man, two, 205 was the best book show in um, WWE, man. And before... Oh, now, you're saying, that, now you're so-called. saying why? Know why? You see it? No, 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 no. I think it was that way way before I, they were talking about they let Triple H. Um, oh, this take has over. been no, 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 no. How I heard it, it's Triple H has been booking Two Hundred Five Live for a while now. It yeah, just came out that he's got you know control. November. So, how something like that stayed yeah. stayed uh, stayed low for you know two three months? I don't know. All this makes me look at is for people to continue to say, uh, for people to continue to think that Triple H is just gonna steal favor to beat guy wrestlers and stuff like that. They got to miss me with that because how NXT is booked and how um, 205 is booked, the type of wrestling that Triple H is offering right now is the wrestling that I want to see on the main roster sooner mm-hmm. than later. Yep. And in my eyes, I'm calling 2018 to fight for power. And I'm pretty sure we might not see Triple H in a uh, WrestleMania match because he's slowly but surely growing in power. And in my in my eyes, in my opinion, two, uh, 2018 is to fight for his power takeover, his final uh, man, takeover. Man, if you think somehow Triple H is going to turn down a main event spot with him and Steph versus Ronda and Batista, or Ronda and Rock, or even Ronda and you know Cena or something, uh, or go, you know, like you crazy. If somebody tell you in your inner circle, be like, "Hey man, you can turn that down and run the whole show," then hey, it's still I'm Triple doing H. That. Hey, you Triple H, the same guy who you know main event at WrestleMania 32. Um. As the champion, I can't wait until Triple H, uh, at each pay per view, beats one of his former NXT champions on the way to beating Roman and Seth in a two on one match at next year's Mania. I can't wait. I don't With see that happening. Finn is the referee. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that happening, man. And because that in, in the wrestling that he gives, yeah, he come out there before the show, and he don't fix that too because people thought he was gonna come out before um, this past NXT and say something, but he didn't come out there. So I think Triple H style of wrestling is what we see on NXT every week. And Wait a second, Hulk Hogan you know? bashed him in the back with a chair, and now he's getting DQ for throwing salt in his eyes. I'm sorry, watching Hogan Diamond. Only one of them is a foreign object. Salt don't come from America. Look. <laughs> and um, it was passed to him by Mr. Fuji, so. 
I'm that's a real foreign to... object. We don't, yeah, it was uh, one of those one of those Gruber weapons. We don't, we don't like those. So that was Himalayan uh, sea salt too. It was all granular and and and, and, and you know. <laughs> it actually wasn't like yeah, it, <laughs> it has ridges. That stuff will cut you. Um, I'm also of the belief, Darrell, and I base it off of nothing but thinking the best in people. Uh, Triple H is a political animal who would do anything to survive as a wrestler. Like when you want to be the man. You're going to do bad things to people. Um, I don't think Triple H is a racist. I think he pulled the race card to not lose to Booker T. Like, I don't think Triple H hates anything about WCW. I think he used WCW people being outsiders and ECW people being outsiders to hold on to his spot. I think he just uses what's at his advantage at the time. But I also feel like he has a great mind for wrestling. NXT showcases that, and so, like, I'm one of those people who's like, look, it'll be 2020 soon if the boss either croaks or decides his interest fly elsewhere, things are in good hands with this person. I think 2018... You almost want the XFL to succeed stated. for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, Come on, no, XFL. I just need, oh, we just need some I just need night game season, season two I need, coming up. I need a season and, you know, that I'm not going to watch. But, yeah, um, but I, I, Darrell, I don't I, I, 18 is where I'd place my bet, but I do think that that is the trajectory just because, like, it's clear he has a mind for things. You need to give him the opportunity to prove that what he does can make money, and he has to be in a money-making position. So, yeah, um, I might say 2020, but yeah. And he's in the eyes of the uh, shareholders now, and they're in a TV deal. So, the best way yeah. to get the TV deal is to boost up your wrestling and mm-hmm. just to boost up your shows. And being on the show is not going to help you for the network executives. What you do with the show and you run and you proving that you're running the show Wait a second. makes you look good. You do understand Vince McMahon out. went public in 1999, right? Mm-hmm. Like literally smack dab in the middle of his most Televised, you know, as far as TV character uh, being an on-air personality. But 1999 is not 2018. We don't have three, four stages of television change. All right. Well, the point still stands that Vince went public, and he had himself all the number one heel on TV for for a lot of that run. So I'm just saying Triple H being on TV isn't going to isn't going to hurt him or I don't know if it'd help him either, but it certainly wouldn't. Uh, it certainly wouldn't. I don't like think the execs he, wouldn't be like, "Hey, why are you on TV?" It'd be like, "I don't mean I don't mean it like that. I mean like it's not helping the television show overall. It won't help the television show at all. It, it'll hurt it a little more than it'll help it. And him being behind oh. the scenes controlling everything will help the show." More than him being sure. on the screen with helping. Okay. Like now with um with um with SmackDown, the past three four weeks, even when Raw had that big incline on Raw twenty five, SmackDown decreased, and it's been decreasing every week. And I see why people are on Road Dogs neck because though it seems like people are getting tired of the Daniel Bryan. Shane drama, and again, you go away from AJ when it was AJ-focused, AJ-centric, the show was growing. But now that you're going to this 
weird, stupid place that they're going where they're trying to trying to act like they're not trying to guide you into not liking Daniel Bryan, but that's what they really are trying to do, and it's just weird. And if you can't get them to wrestle, you're going to turn fans against you even more. Now they're just going to hate everybody, which is so stupid, and stop needing to be the main thing. The, the, the rate has been going down week by week, slowly but surely. Yeah. And you know the TV exactly Yeah, can't blame see. Jinder Mahal this time either. <laughs> nope. And you know people want to see want to see the um it, the new stuff because it's money to be had in the TV world today, especially now since Fox got that buku of money. What did they just pay for um, Thursday night football? $66 billion or something? Uh-huh. <laughs> just to get um, Thursday night football and maybe not even so the uh, NFL network they might not even play it no more and no more of the streaming on Twitter and all that other stuff. <laughs> but it's Thursday so it's night games. Like they're not great games either. <laughs> and they paid all that money for not great. not great games. <laughs> But it's the NFL, period. So the NFL, yeah. even though the people say the rate is going down, but they had what top ten? Um, in it, it was the top ten TV show of all time in uh, Super Bowl. But you know, people talk about the rating. It was the lowest rated Super Bowl ever. But they still ever. make money and they still print checks. Ever's a long time. Yes. Yes, it was the lowest rated um, Super Bowl ever out of the um, the years of having the Super Bowl. Right. So it's number 52 out of 52 Super Bowls. Yeah, and they've been going down each year. Last year was the lowest rated. This year now was the lowest rated. So, but it's still it's, 100 million people still watched it, and it's still the lowest rated NFL oh. show. It's still top ten of all time. Are you sure it was the lowest ever or maybe the lowest in seven years? Isn't that different? Um, uh, It could be. I'm just, you know, that's what they were saying. On, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big difference ever in 52 years and seven years. I don't know. That's what they were saying on on the little talk shows when I, uh, I like okay. to watch uh, Sports 1. And, uh, yeah. What you going to call it? Uh, I forgot the little white guy's name who be talking all crazy, but who got fired from ESPN. But he said, "Oh, the girl, the little, the blonde white, or the blonde head girl, said it on there." So, who I was assuming eight year low, hundred and three point four million people. Yeah, they usually get up to about one fifty. Oh shit! He said highest was one fourteen. So. I mean, I was wrong. I thought 150 million, but so I mean, and it's still top yeah. ten of all time of TV shows of all time. So it really doesn't matter. But you know, it prints money, and you just want to show that you're printing money. So you got to make your shows a little bit better because I'm pretty sure um, USA gonna try whatever to keep them since SmackDown and Raw are the only reasons why. Um, they're still like number in the top three in network. So if you lose those two, you fall very far. 
and that's what USA love to tout. So if I'm Triple H, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep playing the scenery, calling for power, make make the 205 show better than what it was. And what it looked like, they bring it back to Cruiserweight type of uh, classic style. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I'll definitely in the next few weeks uh, start checking it out way more often than, than I have. So, uh, yeah, that's for sure. So, and man, uh, I was hearing y'all right, talk about me. Booker T. Yeah. I was hearing y'all talk about Booker T earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to the um, thing, and the boy was quoting Fat Pat versus while he was talking about court. Um, <laughs> um, Who? You know what I'm saying? Fat Pat? While he was talking about Corey Graves. Um, Cam know who Fat Pat is. He he a uh, rapper from the nineties, a great um uh, Houston legend. Texas is he in the whole like click with Paul Wall and all them? He's a bit before them, but yeah. But that same year, did you see the uh, did you see the screwed up click? Yeah, did you see the um, yeah, SUC that that. That that white chick that I was messing with last year was was mm-hmm. all about some zero, Chantel. Um, um, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, did the Christmas uh, decorations from from two months ago? Remember, homie had the whole decked out shit and it was playing grills. Mm-hmm. Playing play it, yeah. But and in that song they said something about Fat Pat. So I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. Or at least in that book. Yeah, so he was quoting he, he was quoting his verses the whole time. And it was only five he only talked about it for five minutes. It was on the last eleven minutes of the show. He talked about it okay. for five minutes. It wasn't really if you listen to his tone, it really wasn't that serious. And he was sitting there quoting. And then when he bust out and said the line about, um, I catch you out I catch you in these streets, you're gonna get the hands and we need to go to WrestleMania. He was laughing the whole time he said those words. So, for somebody who, when you know, when you done heard so many people, especially people who done been out of jail, in and out of jail, and when they talk, and they really want to get them hands on you, they don't give you too many words. Right. I don't even think it even you even need to know that kind of context, like, oh, jail or not jail. It's like, yeah. You just hear you hear the person's voice. You hear how they, their inflection. You hear how they're explain they're explaining themselves. And if it's like clearly a joke, or clearly tongue in cheek, or being facetious, there's n- absolutely no reason for any credible place to report it as Booker T wants to, you know, be, be, beat up to, uh, uh, Corey Graves. Like that's just. Then he he started off the conversation about. Now watch this. All the dirt sheets gonna get this right here. But you're hearing it from the um the um my, um the 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 mouth of the horse right now. So he started out by saying that off rip before he started even talking about it. Then he said, "Hold on, let me get the right music so I can play so I can play it so y'all can understand." Then he started playing the fat pattern with Brad Brown. Okay. So I don't know how people BMG take that serious. Recording music, uh, did they clear that with them? No, I'm sorry, Alexa. They on radio. Did they, did they clear it with they on radio, so. <laughs> you on the radio, so. No, I don't guess as long as you don't 
they play music throughout it through in between the cuts anyway, so Okay. Because he owns Oh, this is real radio. Oh, I radio. thought this was like the Booker T podcast. Yeah, real radio. Okay. I got you. I got it's you. recorded as a podcast afterwards, but it's real radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything <laughs> is nowadays, sure. Yeah, so I don't think so. And I guess because people take what um, was written down and they take it to heart and they be believing what some of these sites be writing down. But these people, like, I've seen the girl Tammy uh, with her Bonnet Chronicles. And like she said, you good can mean a whole lot of things when you're reading it in the text. Like, oh my God. hey, nigga, you good? Like, nigga, you good? Yo, like, watch him joke your like, dog okay? versus Oh, my bad. I thought you were asking me. Sorry. <laughs> no, Sorry. but, you know, in a text message, words can mean something totally different when you read it. Like, oh, somebody, absolutely. Like the Key and Peel skit. Mm-hmm. So when you, one somebody guy writes something down, and then they don't smiles, write it correctly. The other guy's, like, ready to murder somebody because they think uh, they're talking yeah. shit. So. All right. All right, Darrell. We're going to end things there. All right, you guys. All right, man. Appreciate your time and energy. Um, yeah, so that does it for us this week here on the live portion of the uh, East Coast cast. Uh, Rich and I will be by in, you know, in a few minutes. Uh, for you folks listening on delay, just click right over. We'll have an audio another hour or so up for you guys. Um, what the hell kind of hold is that? You know, in the 80s, you could just put somebody in any kind of random, like, leg hold. Or, it, it did, you could just hug oh, their God. leg, and they're like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. you got the whole leg submission on. Like, that ain't a move. Yep. That don't hurt. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that does it for us here. Next week we'll be by uh, for you live folks. Um, same time, same channel. I'm trying to think. I thought I had. So it'll be the day before... Our our Black Panther premiere thing. Um, so we won't guys, necessarily have like feedback yeah. from that yet. Guys, don't expect a long show on Wednesday. Some of us have women to attend to. So just be prepared. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So until then, appreciate everybody. Cam, thanks for uh, your co-hosting duties. And... Uh, yeah, as uh as always, that's Cam, I'm Trav, we out of here. <laughs>